You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcasts.com. Hi there, welcome back to this week's episode of Watching Friends. I'm Mark, and you can reach me at 555-JUMBO. I'm Ryan, and I love it when we share. Uh, This episode is the one with the ick factor. This is going to be, I think, a funny one. Yeah, it's not the most descriptive title in the world, is it? Well, yeah, I'm trying to think what bit is icky. I mean, I know what bit they mean, but... (laughs) (laughs) I guess there isn't anything too icky, I guess, but yeah, we'll we'll see when we get there. I don't think we've got anything else to talk about for our little preamble, do we? Nothing has really changed since the last episode. But we recorded all of <laughs> We do. Well, I don't give it all away. First you tell the mouth secrets of like doing an episode each, and now you're going to say that we record multiple episodes in one day. Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's, like, it's not that we've... Like, otherwise, they were like, Ryan and Mark have really boring lives. All they do is this podcast, and it's like, no, we recorded two episodes in one day. So. I, I, I think they're, they're probably right in that first bit anyway. We do have boring <laughs> lives. Um but, you know, we get to talk about friends. That's our excitement for the for the week. Yes, what has changed since the last episode? I've refilled my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's changed. That, that's about it. We, we, we've moved the microphones around a little bit. Yep. Um, yep. That, that, oh, you're up to date with our preamble. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Ryan has more tea. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah. well, why don't we get on to something that uh, is quite a bit more exciting? Because that is Rachel... Uh, having a sexy dream, um, but she won't tell Chandler about. Tell oh, him! No. Tell him, just, tell him! No, please tell on, him! Shut up! Oh. Tell me what? Look at you, you won't even look at him. Oh, come on, tell me. I could use another reason why women won't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Last night, I had a dream that um, you and I were... Uh, Doing it on this table. <laughs> wow. Excellent dream score. <laughs> why no what? <laughs> why would you dream that? More importantly, was I any good? Well, you were pretty damn any good. <laughs> Interesting, because in my dreams I'm surprisingly inadequate. <laughs> Well, last night you seemed to know your way around the table. I love it when we share. You okay there? I can't believe you two had sex in her dream. I'm I'm sorry, it was a one-time thing. I was very drunk and it was someone else's subconscious. I've got about four things to pull out of this. First off, <laughs> no choice of words, but <laughs> <laughs> first off, uh, Joe, Joey going, excellent dream score. I quite like that. Yeah. I want to use that in future. Uh, Ross being so neurotic about Rachel dreaming of Chandler as if like Chandler had any impact on that. Yeah, I mean, well, where's Roger at this point? We could bring Roger back. <laughs> yeah, we could be, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the fact that Rachel is like kind of bit into it, she's like, "Yeah, Chandler, you knew your way around the table." Well, I think it's like clearly how diff- the difference between how Rachel and the rest of the group see the dream and how Ross sees the dream. Yes, where Rachel's like, "We had a sexy dream, and you were good in this sexy dream," and she's not like, "That means I want like physically desire Chandler." She's just, it's a dream. Well, this is the fourth thing. So, 
Telling people about your dreams is normally really boring. Or, in this case, inappropriate. I don't think you can ever really go up to someone and go, I had a sexy dream about you, without it being really creepy. Nope, I I had a dream about a friend once that was very graphic, (laughs) and I couldn't look at her for about three days. It it was just... I don't know what... being a bit of a psychology nerd, the part I was curious about was how my brain had basically like made up what she looked like naked. I was like, what have you braced this on like subconscious? Like, why are you assuming? And then my brain went, does it match? I'm like, don't ask that question. I was curious, like how accurate was my subconscious? Um, Because in your mind, the the dream is very vivid and you know everything that went on. But when you try to explain your dream, you're like, actually, I don't know much about the dream. I have these like photographs of key details. I bet you do. That, that, don't, that, don't, that don't actually match up or make a lot of sense. You know, when you, you have a dream, you're like, so I was at my house and then like we were riding the T-Rex and all of a sudden we're at, at, at so the Empire State Building. You're like... Oh yeah, like dreams don't have like the middle ground of stuff. You don't transition in a dream. It's, it's like a TV show. Yeah. You don't start at your house and then you're like, now we're going to Jurassic Park and then watch yourself catch the bus or yeah. get in the car. You just go from A to B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's no way you can, even if you tell someone you had a dream about them, people are a bit icky about it. Well, it's the idea that, you know, some, you're thinking about them. You're thinking about them and they've got no control over it and don't know how you are thinking about them. It just makes people feel a bit uncomfortable. So even worse when it's a sexy dream. But Rachel somehow manages to pull it off. Maybe because she's a woman, she can get away with telling telling guys that it's okay. I think it's just it's kind of like playful and lighthearted. Yeah, she's not sat there giving like gory details about what Chandler did with her. It's no. just oh, we had a sex dream, and you were pretty good in bed. But she she's a bit flirtatious with it. I think just the way she says it, and you know, Chandler's not going to take it that way. But you could easily see misconstrue how someone else would. Like if she was saying it about Ross, Ross would be like, "I'm good to go then." Yeah, I guess. I suppose it depends how much stock as a person you put in dream interpretation and whether if they mean anything or not. No, but, well, it never does, right? Because we all have these dreams where you're like, I had a dream about a person that I met four years ago. Like, where did that come from? It's not like I've ever thought about them. But yet somehow in your mind that has popped up. I mean, if you if I've got an option of a girl telling me she had a sex dream about me or a girl telling me she deliberately went home and fantasized about me, I'm like, bam, I'm picking that one. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's a deliberate choice. Dreams aren't, you can't control your dreams. Then you get into lucid dreaming and the debate if it's an actual dream or not. Right. So, like, normally dreaming is your mind trying to compartmentalize things that happen in the day, right? I, I also like to think of it as, so as, as the cells in your brain die, they send the information somewhere else to, like, like living cells. And that's, that can inform part of your dream. That's why you have these weird dreams. You're like, that's something that happened years and years ago I've never thought about since. I mean, there's all sorts of dream theory as to, like, why we do it. There's, like, it's just random brain activity. Some of it's trying to kind of process what happened in the day. Some are just, it's just cells firing. Um, we don't know. Um, it, it's weird that they get presented in, like, a kind of narrative way that makes sense to us. Um, but then that's meant to be how our consciousness it's kind of explains what our brain's doing. Yeah. But we're never going to know because yeah. it's far too complex thing to study. But excellent dream score. <laughs> uh, but then we get Ross. And now we have to talk about Ross again. Getting super defensive. A little bit aggressive again at Chandler. Like, why were you there? Well, what would his attitude be if Rachel had then turned around and gone, you know what, Chandler? I want to live out that dream. <laughs> because he, Chandler's not to blame. And he's now mad at Chandler slash Rachel for Something beyond both their control. Like, yeah. if they decided to then get together, would he stop talking to Chandler? Like, it's it's such a ridiculous thing to be upset about. Well, I can understand being a little bit jealous because you want someone to think about you in that way, I guess. Certainly Ross does for 
for Rachel. But if say that was we were in that situation and we we were at somewhere and a girl says that she had a sex dream about you, I would look at like a third party friend and go, you know, you bloody kidding me? Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. and it would be like, oh my god, yeah, and that would be where it ended. Yes, that, that we'd no more than a sitcom. And I wouldn't like go, I love it when we share, and then, like stumble <laughs> off to get a cup of tea and then shout at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I, and I do like the way that Chanda's is like. I'm just uh, inadequate in my dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like even in his dreams, he's not. He's not very good in bed. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but Ross, like Chan has to check if he's like okay about this all, and it's like, no, I'm not. Like, stop it, Ross. You had your multiple chances. Yep. You were given, literally given the green light, nearly a year ago. Yeah. But at the same time, I've had girlfriends that have been upset at me because of something that happened in their dream that I had no control of. Yes, me too. <laughs> So I, I I can't think of any like particular story, but it's like you know that I've had one where she was like I woke up crying because you cheated on me or something in the dream. Like that didn't happen. No, at least that's something to be upset about. Yeah, uh, I was once punched in the arm <laughs> and forcefully woken up because an ex-girlfriend had a dream that I'd cut off all my hair without telling her, <laughs> and she wanted to wake me up to make sure I knew that in real life. I'm not allowed to cut my hair for a tanner, and I'm like, it's my hair. I'll do what I bloody well want. It's like two thirty in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do what to do with my hair. The odds of me doing that are pretty slim. But I was like, don't do it. No, it just, it was weird because I didn't know. I don't know what you'd look like, and I don't know how I'd feel about you if you cut your hair off. And it's weird and confusing. And I'm like, that's a really shallow thing to be worried about. But I kind of got what she meant. Um, but yeah, I got woken up because I had a haircut. <laughs> At least you cheated <laughs> in your dream. I just had a haircut. Because you know, sometimes you do wake up from a dream and. You go, oh, I feel like either very positive or very negative because of what happened. Like it, it, it can bring a cross thing. So you feel like, oh, that was a good dream. Or, oh, that wasn't a good dream at all. Like not a nightmare, but, you know, there was like some bad things. in it. Or I'm, there was people in there that I'd forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to get so upset where you like are annoyed at the other person for something you thought of. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a little it's bit completely much. completely odd. Right? Ross is a bit of a weirdo. Uh, we then have Chandler waiting on uh, the table for Rachel. <laughs> I like that scene. Yeah, what I, what I find really funny about this is that when in the one with the boobies, mm. where there's like some like real life nakedness going on, Rachel's really like, I want, this isn't funny, I want my revenge, I need to see Chandler's pee-pee. But then in like sexy dreamland, Rachel's like all up for the kind of joke and the laughing and the banter. Yeah. Like, you know, Chandler sat on the table. It's funny to her. She's like, ah. and then that's that. And it's just, I don't remember if it's just a writing technique to be obviously wind Ross up more. So they're like, oh, Rachel doesn't care now. Or whether it's just Rachel just doesn't care about the dream. She clearly isn't invested in the dream or thinks no. that holds any meaning. Um, but, but Chandler and Rachel is always a really weird relationship to me where if they, if they were not friends with like Monica and Ross and et cetera, I don't think Rachel and Chandler would talk to each other. I don't think, I think Rachel wouldn't talk to Chandler because she, she wouldn't have that sort of person in her life. I just like he's comedy and stuff. And Chandler wouldn't talk to Rachel because she's probably like a bit prissy. Yeah. I don't think they'd, if they were both at opposite ends of Central Park, I don't, I can't think of what would get them talking if it wasn't an, a mutual friend. No, they're, they're, there's always this kind of, I don't know how to put it, but like they they never kind of like get close together, but then they they do kind of share these weird moments where you're like, oh, that's a weird moment they shouldn't be sharing. Yeah, I don't think they have a click. No, it's like, like Rachel and Joey like thick as thieves. Yeah, Chandler and Rachel not so much. No. Um. So when they do stuff like this, I'm like, oh, this is 
weird because they don't normally act kind of like this close and jokey and friendly with each other, but then they do this. Um, there is an extra se- uh, an extra table in front of the coffee shop uh, table because Chanda's sitting on it. Um, and it's got books on the edge to hide the edge of the set. Sneaky. So we, we mentioned this in the, the reunion episode where like the floor basically ends right at the end of the coffee table. Just like, surely they'd have like a bit of wiggle room there, but no. So because of this, because they've got to pull the camera back further to show him on the table, they've had to put an extra weird table and some books in to kind of hide the floor, <laughs> really hide the floor in there, uh, which was quite a good job to do. Um, but you know, we've got Phoebe now. She's looking for, for a job until um, she gets back some of her massage clients because she taught a massage herself at home workshop. And now they, yeah, are. they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I feel like you can't really massage yourself properly, right? No, I mean, it, well, it's like, I don't like shaving my own beard. Like, if I'm going to groom my own facial hair, it's either nothing, I'll cut it all off, or I let it grow. Yeah. I like going to have my, like, you know, pampering myself, I guess, and getting it done. Um, I don't enjoy doing it myself, and I imagine a massage is like that times a million. Why would you... I suppose it depends what you're having the massage. If it's like a, a sports therapy thing where, you know, your calf seizes up, knowing how to ease that might be beneficial. But if you're having like a relaxing massage, you can do that yourself. Well, you can't even reach around to like your back in like that sort of way to do it. No, just I don't think it would be the same. I'd want, I'd want some candles, and some essential oils, <laughs> relaxing music. Yeah, so ladies, if you're out there listening, yeah. Ryan needs some candles <laughs> and relaxing music. I mean, those wed- married proposals still haven't arrived. I don't know my massage. No, I'll, gonna... I'll check the emails later. I'll click refresh again. <laughs> Might have got one, right? Um, now, this is kind of funny. And, I, and there is some jobs where I have seen people do this, where they're like, teach yourself this. And you're like, yeah, you're teaching people how to do what you're doing, like, this isn't going to be a job that lasts if you do that. Yeah. Um, so let's find out why Phoebe needs a job and how she's going to get one. Hey, hey, Chad, she could work for you. Thanks, Joey. That's a good idea. <laughs> what? I could. I could do it. What is it? Well, my secretary is going to be out for a couple of weeks. She's having one of her boobs reduced. <laughs> it's a whole big boob story. I could be a secretary. Well, you know, Phoebes, I don't know if it's your kind of thing because uh, it involves a lot of being normal <laughs> for a large portion of the day. I could do that. <laughs> what are you playing with? Oh, it's my new beeper. What the hell's a paleontologist need a beeper for? Is it like for dinosaur emergencies? Help, come quick, they're still extinct. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for when Carol goes into labor. She can get me wherever I am. You know, all she has to do is dial um, 55 Jimbo. <laughs> A cool phone number and a possible name for the kid. All right, I'll see you guys later. Off to see young Ethan. Thank you. How young is young Ethan? Young? He's our age. When we were... You know what? Chandler is is mean to Phoebe as well. Like, can you be normal all the time? I mean, I don't think Phoebe's quirkiness is unknown to Phoebe. No. You know, um... I'm sure there are many times in Phoebe's life where she's been told she's weird in a very mean-spirited way. Yeah. So getting, like, you know, Phoebe's, you've got to be normal for it. Like, I think Phoebe would take, you know, being told she's alternative or different well. She'd be like, ah, oh, thank you. And she'd, yeah. like, like that idea. I mean, you know, you don't just call into one, Flame Boy. I <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> think it's a normal name. Um, but no, I mean, like, I, I don't think it's Phoebe. I think it's, she's a very, like, bohemian-type person. Like, I totally get what Hannah's from. I don't think it's mean. I, I think it's just the way he says it. You just have to be normal for a day. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's a bit aggressive to me. But at the same time, why is Chandler looking for a new secretary? Like, should he 
Bosses should like his job should be doing. Yeah, that. like HR should sort that out. Yeah, like you can't hire your own staff. That's a that's a HR nightmare. Like, and and I'm not sure how I feel about the boob joke. Like, I I'm I'm assuming they're going for like why would like a woman want smaller breasts type joke. Well, it always yeah. feels like there's a missing Joey line to me. Where right. people are like, what? Why? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yeah, that would make more sense. And because as it is, it's like, oh, it's just one boob is getting smaller. It's a whole boob thing, and you're like. Okay, we didn't really need to know why she was off. It no. could have been, you know, oh, she's sick. It could be any any alternative thing. Yeah. Maybe breast reductions were a vogue at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about Ross's beeper. I feel like there's a bit of deja vu here, but that might just be because we write some of these things like a few weeks ahead, just so we, we get ahead of ourselves. Because, you know, doing this podcast every single week not always possible which is why we sometimes do like two episodes in a row <gasps> recording don't tell them we've already told them this. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so so sometimes i'm like why do i didn't we discuss this and it's like no no it's because i wrote this like two weeks ago Fair. and i'm going back through this again but then other times I'm like did we did we discuss beeps before because we do repeat ourselves sometimes we do um so ross's beeper goes off let's talk about beepers for a second I'm jealous. I never had one. Um, I'm old enough to have known when beepers were uh, were kind of widespread, but they were still expensive and like prohibitively expensive for a teenager to have. Plus, I didn't need one. Who do I know? Everyone I know is either in the classroom or at my house, but I wanted one. So I, I want to explain why they're weird to me. So in the UK, beepers didn't really become a thing first off. So in America, they were everywhere. Secondly, we had something called text messages where you could text message someone on a mobile phone for 10p ago. And that was great and wonderful, right? America didn't really have that or get into text messaging. Something to do with like how their network's set up. Um, so to contact someone, you either had to call them or have a beeper, which oh, okay. was the way to contact someone through text message. Because the, the way, like, I know for me, the way beepers worked is you'd phone up and you'd speak to a real person and you'd tell them your message. They would then type it in. So that meant, you know, you couldn't put anything too inappropriate in, right? Because you're talking to a person. Mm-hmm. And then that message would then come on the screen as a text message sent to them. So they could, like, just read it. What an awfully inefficient system. Yeah. And obviously it cost money. Like, it, I think the beeper part was kind of, like, free because you would pay a high price for the beeper. But to actually leave the message was expensive to do, like a pound a minute or whatever. Okay. So people would have to pay quite a bit to leave you a message but then you could read it and then there were other beepers where it would only give you a code and that would either mean something or you'd have to phone up to find out what the message was yeah um but like i said we we had text messages on phone so like beepers didn't carry catch on here really whereas in america beepers were like big into like the 2000s well i guess it's a, it's an age thing so the the demographic i guess phones are aimed at in the states is a bit different or maybe it's just not the same bio rates but in the UK, nearly everyone has a mobile phone, and it's been that way since, you know, well before the iPhone or anything like that. I, I would say, like, 96, 97 is when phones became cheap enough that the average person would probably have one. But, like, everybody had one. So you'd have, like, an eight-year-old who had a phone. Yeah. Um, whereas in the States, kids don't have phones. It's a really kind of new phenomenon when it comes to, you know, like, the, the two big tech giants, I guess, mm. making phones that made it an issue for kids. But from when... You know, the 90s, early 2000s, American kids didn't have phones. Well, also, it's just the price, right? Because over here, as I said, it would cost 10p to send a message uh, before it all became free. Whereas in America, like, phone plans are, are hundreds of dollars for very little. 
yeah, like like a couple of minutes on the phone. Whereas we get hundreds of minutes and free text messages and internet and whatever. And in America, it's like no hundreds hundreds of dollars just to have the phone. You're going to have been in the states and an advert for like Verizon Wireless, and it'd be like get the latest like five G speeds and this and this and this, and they'd basically have like a what's a fairly small package, and you'd be like only for seventy nine ninety five, and I'm like. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I pay ten pound a month for many times more that. Yeah, like comparative, I'm getting like unlimited minutes, unlimited calls, an insane amount. Of, I think I get like fifty a day or something ridiculous, yeah. and it's, it would be different of what sixteen dollars. Yeah, and it's just oh, like what? I mean, I mainly their their networks are cover a much larger area, but it's just crazily expensive over there. Yeah, so so beepers are kind of a thing that, that passed us by. So it is weird seeing it, and especially now for most people, because no one knows what a beeper is now, I guess. I wonder if you can still get them that work. I might get one as like a well, hipster novelty thing. <laughs> doctors still use them because they want to be reachable in a way where they can't have a phone. True, and I guess the beepers aren't really a GDPR issue because you're, you're just basically getting told to contact the person. Yeah it's, it's, to... It's, yeah, it's normally just like call this number sort of thing. So yeah, um, but yeah, they're, they're not really a thing now. So, uh, but you know, Carol can reach Ross at. Uh, big jum, uh, Jimbo, say that right? Which I don't understand why he's got big. Did you not get so, your number on there? No. So in America, uh, you know, you have the letters on the the number pad, which we use for text messages. Remember, you yep. you push like one for you know A, B, or C, yeah. Uh, but a lot of phone numbers in America are designated by the name because that's easier to remember than you know random digits and numbers. So they'll be like Jumbo. So letter J corresponds to. The number on the keypad, yep. which I don't have in front of me, so what, five? <laughs> sound like that. And then you'd have U, so that would be like you know eight or nine, right? Um, so yeah, so it's easier to just go like you know just dial five 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 jumbo, and you go oh, okay, I know what that is. Well, when I was, was... we've never done that in the UK, it's always just been numbers. Well, when I was little, I kind of misunderstood that system, so I'd watch like American TV or see an American advert, and it'd be like oh I'm in a comic book or whatever, it'd be like cool, I don't know. 555 Marvel. And then I would, my brain would see that and think, right, so to type the letter M, you press like six once. And then A is two once. So the number's, you know, six, two. But then to type an R, you'd have to press seven four times. So I'd be like, or three times. And I'd be like, oh, so the number's six, two, seven, seven, seven. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was literally just, if the number was on that pad, you pressed it, so the number would be like six two seven. So whatever. you entered about forty numbers. Yeah, then. and I'm like, why are their phone numbers so long? <laughs> and I convinced myself as a kid that it was because America was so big they had really, really long phone numbers. And it wasn't until years later I realised, no, you just press whatever key that letter's Correspond present on. You don't right. actually type that. But obviously that's them again. Us typing text messages that way. Yep. Um. So then we get on to Monica, seeing her new boyfriend, Ethan. Um, Young Ethan. Yeah, who we, we don't know at this point is a senior in college. Now, this is where we have to do some internet research because we don't understand what a senior in college is and what age that is. Nope. Um, but, you know, we, we find out that, uh, you know, he is quite young. So, you know, Monica is saying that she's 22 in this, but she's actually 25. Yeah, or 20, 26. She's 26, yeah. but she's told Ethan she's 22. Yep. And in this, we find out that he's actually, I think he's a 17-year-old. So I think a, a senior in college is 17 slash 18. Yep. Um, no, senior in high school is 17, 18. College would be like 21, 22. Okay, okay. Um, and they then talk about the age of consent, which we'll we'll get back to a little bit later. But yeah, this is, it becomes seedy in America. 
because she's dating someone who's potentially like illegal to date or have sex with, I guess. When, at this point Underage. in the episode, she, she's 26 and she thinks he's early 20s, yeah. which isn't a huge age gap at all. It would be, what, four or five years. And to most people, that's nothing. I mean, admittedly, it's when, when is that age gap? But I was going to say in society then, it would have been seemed weird like a woman dating a younger guy. And that's where you get like the, the Joan Collins jokes and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so to me, I'm like, well, okay, it's a bit of an age gap, but it's, no, it doesn't seem like it's such a massive deal, but maybe that's No, they're, they're both thing. in their 20s, whatever, right? Yep. But then when you say he's 17, suddenly changes it a bit. Well, yeah, it does, because she's like 26, it's nearly a, you know, nearly a decade, and yep. it's the wrong side of 18, yep. so. Uh, but we'll, we'll get onto that um, a little bit later, because we'll go into more detail. But when this episode air- aired, uh, Stan Kush, is that how you pronounce that Kush, name? I don't know. Um, who plays Ethan, was almost 27. <laughs> so that's like a, an eight to ten years older than actual like high school student well, yeah, that, I mean, he, that he's playing. And it just reminded me of the scene where Joey's like, can I pass for like an 18-year-old? The PlayStation yeah. is whack. <laughs> um, I mean, American actors always kind of have their casting age and it's always way younger than mm. they look. Like one thing you'll notice for if you ever watch a British TV series is that for the most part, people are the age around the age they're cast as. Yeah. So are you, unless you look much younger than your actual age, you're probably just going to get cast. If you're 35, you're getting cast as someone in mid-30s. Yeah. Um, whereas Americans will cast like a 24-year-old as a, a teenager. Well, it's like when you see adverts for like Barbie on TV and you're like, those girls definitely would not play with Barbie because they are not like eight-year-olds. They're, yeah. they're clearly like they're like 16 or whatever. It's, it's very weird. But I, I guess it's kind of weird in this episode though because you've got like American casting ages, but then you've also got the fact that He's supposed to look older than he is because that's how he managed to convince Monica he was a college senior. Yeah. So it's this weird kind of casting idea where it's like, well, he needs to look young enough to be young and believable as being young, but then he also needs to look old enough to convince someone he's older. <laughs> so I wouldn't have enjoyed that day in casting if I was the no. casting. I'd have been like, so is he? No, too baby face. No, he definitely looks too old. Um, it must be quite difficult to do. And the other thing is that I, I hinted at in the, the previous episode is that there was a... a Post going around on Facebook about the the actors that are, are sadly no longer with us that starred in Friends, and he's actually one of them. And when I saw that picture, I was like, "No, like he's young. How can he not not be with us?" Yeah. Um, but he committed suicide a couple of years ago. Oh, grim. Um, but you know, by that point, like he's in his like forties, fifties. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, when I like when I see the picture, I'm like, I always think of you know guy in his twenties, but obviously, obviously not right. Yeah, people like. Um, but yeah, so it, it was kind of shocking to see that. But there, there's quite a few actors on that picture where you're like, oh, I wouldn't have expected that right now. Yeah. So um, I think we're going to post that picture on there because it is, it's just interesting to look at because of, of the actors that you see and also going, oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah, it's always, you know, it's always a sad moment when you realise that someone that was part of it you enjoyed is uh, no longer with us. Uh, but to move on from that, Monica, uh, you know, she's told him, you know, she was 22, like, and I'm wondering, does she have a thing for younger guys? Because uh, Courtney Cox did star in uh, a program called Cougar Town, <laughs> after all. It's meant to be good. I've never watched it. I was, I was going to say, like, it's meant to be a, a really great show. A lot of people say the biggest issue with it is the name. Like, as soon as you hear the name Cougar Town, you're like, oh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a reality TV show to me. Like yeah. some kind of like an old person or middle-aged version of like the Unaways Essex or like Jersey Shore <laughs> or something. Um, doesn't, it doesn't sound like an entertaining drama. No. 
So, but it, it's meant to be quite good and worth watching. But yeah, it's, you have to wonder why Monica wants to go out with a younger guy. And I guess that's like the society thing of like a, a man going out with a younger woman, perfectly acceptable. Other way around is always like a why. Yeah, I've never dated an older woman or a woman who's older than me. Yeah. Um, I'm saying I wouldn't, just haven't. No. No, I, I mean, I can't afford to be that picky. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, don't worry about your age, right? He's not picky. Uh, he would prefer if you, you was very old and had lots of money. Yep. And uh, maybe, you know, definitely. No, I'm not going to go that far. Let's move along. <laughs> so, we end up at Chandler's office and uh, Phoebe's there. She's already been a bad secretary, but. Mostly because okay. she's not at her desk. No. She's at Chandler's <laughs> yeah. desk. Playing she, with random stuff. She she's great at play acting when she's like picking up the phone and stuff. I do like the screen saver on, on Chandler's monitor with the swimming fish. It's very nineties. Yep. Uh, and of course, being the nineties, he's got to have a load of office toys on his desk. Yep, magic eight ball. Yep, you've got to have the the little pendulum thing with the steel balls and stuff like. I remember that there was a place here called the Gadget Shop, which was filled with that. Yes, it was, it was just expensive stuff. Where he's like, oh, "It's a spinning." Disc that's reflective. That's cool. It's ten pound. I don't need that. Yeah, well, that... these were Newton's cradles. Yeah, and I always remember a science teacher of mine getting really hated seeing those on people's desks, especially people who didn't study science. You'd be like, it only exists to prove a scientific like theory. Like it's the sole reason that thing exists, and people stick it on desks like some kind of wheeled novy. And it used to really wind him up that they, <laughs> they existed because like it's literally a scientific experiment. Yeah, there. But it's just some weird novelty to people. And he's like, it just, they don't understand the science behind no, it. No, they're, they're buying it because they're going, cool, it does a thing that it, looks weird. Yeah, he used to really wind him up. He just bugged him. And every time I see them, I remember him ranting about them. See, I don't like them because they don't last that long. Because in films or whatever, you just see them constantly moving back and forth. And then when you do it, it does it about four times and then that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, if we'd forget out perpetual motion on a tiny scale, like the energy crisis would be over. Yeah. But we haven't. So, but I did, I did like all the the office toys he had there to to play with. It def, he, he would definitely have like a bop it or something like that now. Yes, he definitely would. Um, I don't think Phoebe's would be that annoying to work with. She's quite charming and fun. And I've worked with incompetent people. I think that she would get annoying eventually because you'd be like, look, you need to take this seriously at this point. Like, I love a laugh and a joke, but at this point you need to be serious. I think I'd take wacky over incompetent. Yes. Like yes. when Phoebe did work, she'd work well. It's just getting Phoebe to work would be the, the struggle. Problem. But having worked with people who are awful at their job and for some reason have never got fired, I'm always like, no, you're they're definitely worse because people not doing work, I can pick up the slack of. People doing their job poorly is an that creates way more hassle and work than them just doing less work. Oh well, yeah, because you've got to do their job anyway and be annoyed at them yeah, and for fix, not doing this. Fix the problem they're doing. Whereas if Phoebe's, you know, busy drawing on the wall with a crayon because it's her creative time i'm like fine you do that i'll finish this job yeah. whereas if she was just miss filing a bunch of paperwork then i've got to over time to fix it that would annoy me way more so i definitely take wacky over incompetent so we end up back with uh, monica who's making a huge effort for ethan again why like she's just we don't know how long they've been dating i assume it's only like weeks see i have a, a big i guess character issue with this scene in the sense that she's massively cleaning the apartment 
that's just Monica. Yeah. And if Monica was really fretting over her appearance, then I'd be like, okay, now you're demonstrating that it's because of Ethan that mm. she's making this effort. But to me, it's a bit of a disconnect where she's massively scrubbing the apartment, but we know that's what Monica's like. So it, to me, it didn't feel like, oh, she's making that. It wasn't for the dialogue and the rest of the scene, the way it plans out of her clearly being like, oh, she is making special effort. And the dialogue is making it apparent she's making special effort. To me, it was just... Monica's cleaning the house because that's how Monica cleans the house. Yeah, because uh, when she's going on about the food and worrying about it, it's like, why? Like, you know, he's clearly into you. I don't think you need to to worry and impress him that much to convince him because he's already convinced. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in my mind, probably, or hopefully we've got to make for this because then at least we're getting messages. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> to me, dating seems much easier for a woman than a bloke because we're simple creatures for the most part. <laughs> so if I'm interested... I'm probably not that subtle about it. I'm just going to like, yes. Like, would you want to come over? Yes. Would you like to go to a date? Yes. Like, I'm, there's, there's, no, there's no mystery. I'm not an onion. Like, you know. <laughs> well, Ryan, we've learned in a previous podcast, all women have to do to invite you over is say, do you want to come and have some pasta? And you are there. <laughs> like, you, you, you're not even interested in her. All you heard was pasta and you, were, and you were good to go, right? So um, her putting all this effort into trying to be like, oh, I need to keep Ethan around. He's just a bit like, well, you don't, because he's a bloke. Like, for the most part, he's just going to be like, okay. Yeah, and, you know, she's still got loads of time to meet someone. She hasn't hit her prime yet. She could get any guy she wants. Like, you don't have to put that effort in. And it's and it's nice. Like, I, I wish someone would put that effort in for me, right? Oh, no, I'll pretty myself up next episode, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to uh, see how good your pasta is. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen how uh, you could cover food, and uh, I'm not convinced charming <laughs> you can make tea though that's what that's Def- one thing definitely make tea one thing shame i don't like tea that much uh so yeah let's let's hear a bit more about this fancy dinner hey windows are clean candles are lit Ooh, belt's too tight gotta change the belt did i turn the fish nope because i made lasagna <laughs> am i out of control just a touch come on i don't understand i mean you've been dating this guy since like what, his midterms? I mean, why all of a sudden are you so... Oh. What? Could tonight be the night? I don't know. Look, he's a great guy, and I, I love being with him, but, you know, things happen, and they happen. You don't plan these things. <laughs> oh, so shave your legs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ethan is a lucky guy. But at the same time, I don't think I've ever put like this much planning in for like sex, potential sex. I mean, that says more about you than anything. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I, I guess, you know, it's not something I'm thinking is, you know, going to happen like that. I mean, I've never made a lasagna. Like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, well, but, but, and you never shaved your legs either. See, I, I'm really happy that as men, we're not expected to go through all this level of effort that women have put on them. Because oh. first off, I'm quite hairy. Who has that time? <laughs> I guess so. Like, it's just, oh, no. But I, I guess for me, you know, if I go on a date with someone, I'm just happy, you know, we're having a fun time. Like that's, that's the goal. It's just like, let's go and do a fun activity or whatever it is. Ooh, I don't think I've ever been on a date and assumed it's going to end in sex. Yes, that's what So I, mean. I guess the reason why I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I need to like shave my legs would be because I'm not assuming they're going to see them. I'm just going to go on the date and then... Oh, you know that you'll do it and just be like, well, that was a waste of doing that. Well, I guess in my mind, I'd be like, 
well, if I shave my legs and she sees that I've shaved my legs, she'll think I was expecting sex and that's not going to go down well. So it's, <laughs> I don't know if she would if you shaved your legs. Well, yeah. She might go, it's a bit weird he shaves his legs. It would look odd given that the rest of me would be hairy. <laughs> in, your li- in your little tight shorts. <laughs> Just bald legs. <laughs> to, to, to show that's all right. But still, but I do love how Rachel's all like, have you shaved your legs? And it's just quite a little like, ha-ha moment where it's just kind of, yes, you definitely intend to sleep with young Ethan. And yeah. this nice little kind of female code that they neither, don't even one needs to say it, but it's obvious what's going on. Yeah. It's just a nice little playful I, moment. I, yeah, I, I guess from our point of view, it's just odd because we don't have to do that. No. Um, you know, we go back to Ross again. Yeah, let me guess. Ross is still annoyed yep. about the dream. Yep, he's still annoyed because, you know, he's just thinking about that dream, right? Um, but thankfully, Sank interrupts that fault uh, because he's getting beeped. Let go, Ross. It was just a dream. It doesn't mean. Oh, 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 oh this is it. Oh my god, it's baby time, baby time. Right, relax, okay. relax, just relax, just relax. Uh, be cool, be cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hi, it was just beeped. No, Andre is not here. Third time today. Yes, I am sure. No, sir, I do not perform those kind of services. Services? Oh, services. Yeah, you want 55 jumbo. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Jumbo with a U, sir. (laughs) No, believe me, you don't want me. Judging by his number, I'd be a huge disappointment. Now... I want to know how many miss, how many Americans misspell Jimbo and Jumbo. They're, they're quite a few numbers apart. Yeah, they're different numbers on the keypad to begin <laughs> yeah. with. Uh, and how did that guy get Jumbo? Because I assume Ross got Jimbo just by random. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know how you, you get given your pager number. I assume yeah. you, it's just like a normal phone number where they just go, this is what's next on the list that you get. Yeah, but I don't want to be like... I don't know, whatever you'd end up as. Like, I don't want to be 5'5 five, five elephant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to call it. I want to call a pager number. But I have to know, Ryan, what do you think uh, Andre, Mr. Jumbo, offers? I think he's a prostitute. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I mean, he's called 5'5 five, five Jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a, at the very delicate, he's a male masseuse. Yep. Uh, but I think he's a, I think he's a man tart. <laughs> that's a polite way of putting it uh, yeah I do, I do love the way was like, oh, I think I'll be a big disappointment uh, which yeah. is weird because it's almost a Chandler joke that the self-deprecation Russ doesn't yes. do much of that no. <laughs> but the fact he's getting so many calls for this service constantly like Andre must be making bank right I'm in a man so he's out there somewhere he's definitely uh, ploughing his trade <laughs> Oh, how many more puns can we get away with? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, it's first day at the office. has uh, gone well for Phoebe, but she admits uh, she doesn't know Chandler at work. Yeah, no, no just, one doesn't fess up to it. She's like, no, he's just, he's just the boss. Yeah, no, no one likes it. But surely you must go... People are going to figure out you're his secretary, right? Yeah. So you do know him. Well, they're just like, oh, you work for him. You don't know him, know him. Maybe. Uh no one likes him. And, like, he's offended. And, you know, why wouldn't he be? Because Chandler's a nice guy. Yeah. And he wants to be liked. Like, he's, he's not like Ross. Uh, you know, he wants, he wants to get on with people. So, you know, you want people to like you. You want your people that you work with to, to like you. Um, but as he's Mr. Boss Man, he can't be liked. And I kind of get that point. Like, whenever you have a boss, you cannot be friends with your boss. 
Same way like you can't be friends with your parents because then that breaks down like when they have to you know, tell you off basically. Yeah, I mean, I guess the parents want changes as you grow up. Like when you get older, yes. it, the relationship changes. But yeah, as far as like a bust situation goes, it's definitely a, a dynamic and a hierarchy that it's just natural that you kind of not so much resent the person above you, but they're, they're, you're, you're kind of in the trenches and they're not. So, you know, you, you, go, you just see them as a group. It's like, oh, well, the bosses aren't doing what I'm doing and they have no idea how. Like nearly every single person I know who has a job thinks that their boss wouldn't last five minutes doing their role at their job. Yeah, of course. Like, they could never do this. And a lot of the times that's true. It's not their job to do that. Their job's to manage you. Yeah. At, at the same time, I do think a lot of it is like you, you can be friendly and joker with your boss, but at some point your boss is going to have to like say something negative to you. It's it's a bit like your friend saying thanks to you, and it's like, oh, you're my my friend. You're meant to back me up. It's like, well, no, I can't at this point. Well, people people take it worse if you try and go down the I'm a friendly boss angle, when you then have to be the boss. Mm. So I I've worked for people before who definitely played the friendly friendly friend angle, and then when it basically came down to professional stuff, would like screw me over, and then I take it way worse than if they'd just been my boss. Yeah, you feel like they've. Um trying to think of the word so they manipulated yeah. you into because there were plenty of times where it would be like oh can you stay late tonight and i'd be like oh yeah we're pals i'll stay late or oh yeah i can cover this shift or oh i can do this horrible task no one else wants to do because we're friends and then something negative would happen and i'd be like oh wait why hasn't our friendship worked this way why hasn't our friendship helped me in this situation when i helped you for the past x amount of time they've lost your trust basically yeah and then but not just of the professional courtesy it's of the personal and you're like well no i don't want to get the pub after work because you're a Words on words, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. It just—it's it, not a healthy balance or relationship to have with a boss. I don't think. No, you—you kind of need to keep it a little bit separate. Like, you can be friendly with your boss, and yes, whilst it would be nice to be friends with your boss, you—you you can't fully. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the the guys they they even do him. Uh, so this is one of the first times like the characters do a Chandler. Yes, it is. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I just find it really embarrassing when people highlight habits or traits you have that you're not really aware of. Um, I think I've mentioned it before that I've got an odd habit of singing what I'm doing especially when I'm in a good mood and this was pointed out to me by an old workmate and I was so self-conscious about it for ages like apparently I'd just be at the till I don't know like bagging and boarding comic books and I'd be like then you peel up to sell a tape and you put it on the bed and I'd just be singing what I was doing and I didn't know I was doing it and she started giggling and I was like what when you're in a good mood and I was like what she's like you're singing what you're doing again. You only do that when you're in a good mood. And I had no idea I did it. But apparently, everyone at work knew I did it. Everyone in my family knew I did it. All my friends knew that I did it. And I was like, really? Like, and I felt so weird. I didn't. It was. I guess it's more that I had no idea I was doing it. But then for weeks, I'd catch myself doing it afterwards and be like, uh oh. I just sang about it like, Dan, you poured the milk in the tea. And I'd catch myself doing it and be like, no, shut up, God sing. <laughs> so if I found out that people were like, you know, doing a riot around the shop or whatever I'd be like oh that's a bit weird I don't like it yeah I don't know how we would do a rhyme we have to have a think about that uh, but why don't we uh, whilst we think about that let's uh, listen to how to do a Chandler what are you talking about don't feel bad you know they used to like you a lot but then you got promoted and you know now you're all like Mr. Boss Man you know Mr. Bing Mr. Bing Boss Man Bing <laughs> I can't believe it yeah, yeah, they even do you. They do me? You know, like, um, okay. Um, 
could that report be any later? I don't sound like that. Oh, oh, Jim. Yeah, you do. The hills are alive with the sound of music. See, this all stands out to me a little bit because I don't really think of Chandler doing this sort of stuff. So either they're really over-exaggerating it or I'm just, like, not picking it up. Nah, no, I'd say it's fairly spot on. Because even this early on, like, if... If we'd got, like, five seasons down the line and mm. never mentioned it, you might be like, I've never noticed. But it, it is the way Chandler delivers stuff, but... Because this, this made me then think that this might be tough for, for, like, Matthew Perry because maybe this is how he naturally is. Yeah, he could just deliver... That could be his mannerism that, yeah. you know, delays the end of a sentence for emphasis. And now, and now he's having, like, the mick taken out of him through the show. I don't think Matthew would... I think if... As long as he's getting the laugh, Matthew Perry would have been fine. He'd be like, yeah. yep, just mark the way that I talk because it's funny and I like making people laugh. But I think this being brought out, a lot of people now do Chandler's, don't they? Yes. I mean, well, there's... And I guess it's like a, a friend's friend thing, but the amount of times, um, like, I don't know, I've, I've been at a pub and there's been, like, a collection of glasses and I'd be like, could there be any more glasses on this table? <laughs> and you just randomly be like, oh, I'm going to do a Chandler thing. And it's not even conscious, you'll just do it. Yeah. Uh, since any time there's like the question is could, I feel like it's the only appropriate way to ask the question is Chandler. Yeah, that makes sense. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual formats to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play. On the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, we ask the tough questions. Killing a Rayman, whatever that may be, is that really so bad? Like, no, is he I even mean, alive? Like, do we know? <laughs> he, he, he have any like desires, it. Cal? Does he have any dreams? We're ranking the top games of all time, and it's not a task we take lightly. There are three Battletoads, Drash, Zitz, and Pimple. Uh, they're all skin problems, good. Two of them are the same skin problem. This has always bothered me. Zits, rash, and eczema. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, <laughs> even that makes more sense. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week. Subscribe at greenlitpodcast.com. Uh, so we get back to Monica. She's now on a date with Ethan. Um, Ethan has to leave early, though, from, from the date. It is a school night. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Monica asks if he would like to stay over. She's trying, trying way too hard here. Um, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to be here anyway, so, you know, you might as well. Like That made me laugh. Like, when she said that she was, oh, look, I'll be doing it and I'm staying over, that made me chuckle. I thought that was quite funny. But I'd be worried why a woman was trying this hard to seduce me. Well, because I guess the problem is that we don't know what the time is, but in my mind when I watch this, it feels like 6 p.m. or something. It might be later, right? <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you know, if it's, say, like, 11 o'clock at night, you're like, oh, I need to get, like, the last subway home. It's, like, you know, an hour's journey, whatever. I'm going to get back late. That's fine. Like, if it, if he's saying, oh, I need to leave, you know, because it is actually late and I'm going to get stuck, that's not really leaving early. So it made it seem way early. But, yeah, Monica tries way too hard. Well, I'm not going to remotely present the idea that I've got any kind of game when it comes to dating because <laughs> it would be untrue. But... You are right. The way Monica's like, you could stay here because I'm going to stay here too. Um, I'm assuming it's late because Monica's got wine 
And if it wasn't like at least past nine o'clock, there'd be some comment about day drinking because you know what Americans right, okay. like with booze. So it's my assumption that it was late. It's night time because they've got booze out. But if I was Monaco, I'd be like, crash here if you want. Yeah, like, that, would, you keep it casual, like, you know, oh, you can stay here if you like. We don't know what I mean by you can crash here. I'd be like, let's get you in the bedroom. <laughs> 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 but I would say, let's crash here. So you wouldn't be doing a child other. Would you like to see my bedroom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the sofa's fine. Thank you. Oh. But that's what would happen. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, definitely try and play it a bit more casual than that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take that out as a clip and make it a, make it a ringtone. <laughs> For some reason in my head, I sounded like Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we continue laughing as we li- listen to Ethan? Because uh, he's got something to admit to us. Unless you want to stay over. I mean, I'm going to, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'd really like that. Before we get into any staying over stuff, there's something you should know. Okay, is this like I have an early class tomorrow or I'm secretly married to a goat? Well, it's somewhere in between. You see, in a strictly technical sense, of course, I'm not, uh... Well, I I mean, I haven't ever, um... Ethan? Yeah. Are you a virgin? Well, if that's what you kids are calling it these days, then yes, I am. (laughs) I, uh, I've kind of been waiting for the right person. So I'm going to ask you a question, more for, more because I think it'd be fun for the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, as 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 you were a late bloomer, yes. Was this on your mind at all? Uh, having, to, having to admit this to anyone? It would get brought up occasionally because, as we've you know, as we've demonstrated, I guess I'm a pretty open person. So if someone would ask, like, oh, you know, have you had sex? I'd be like, nope. And then you'd be like, oh my God, how are you a virgin? And I'd be like, well, I've not had sex. Like, <laughs> to me, it was always like, well, that, that's how, because the sex hasn't happened yet. Like, so, so it wasn't even a child of like, no one wants me. <laughs> no, just a one. Well, yeah, I just, I was like, I mean, I don't, I didn't tell when, when I did eventually lose my virginity, I wouldn't like brief her beforehand. <laughs> like, just so you know, this is the first time. It was, it just, it just happened. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think that's always a weird thing to do. Like, probably as a guy right it's, it's probably probably better for a woman to say that because like it's going to be different for her right yeah the, the physical experience is going to be different for a woman the first time but, whereas but for a bloke it's you you just go in i'm going to be bad at this because i've never done it before it's not a great start no but i mean luckily monica's trying too hard because if she wasn't this might put her off yeah um yeah i, d- I don't think you really ever need to to explain that at least in this way i mean i just find the whole weird conversation around virginity weird anyway because mm. who cares like you're not being sacrificed to cthulhu it doesn't matter <laughs> no no and and for me it's almost like you you saying like i'm a tennis virgin i've never played tennis before i'm a virgin like no like you it's it's basically you've not done this one thing before it's like would would the the status as a virgin or not affect your desire to sleep with them well clearly not because monica already wants yeah. to so why would it bother you like okay. No, and and I guess like in some ways it it can be nicer if you are aware of this because you're like oh okay I know that you you have never done this before so your expectations are going to be different right yeah I just you I guess you're just going with an open mind and but I kind of al- al- almost think that maybe this 
not necessarily needs to be discussed beforehand, but maybe you should have brought up like, you know, your experiences before going this way. Oh, it's, it's like that old joke about sex is like oxygen. It's not a big deal unless you're not getting any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... In his head, he's like, I'm not bringing it up because if I tell her she's a virgin, like, especially for men, it's definitely and a he's big... an, And he's an older guy in, in quotes, like... Yeah, like, a lot of people would be like... In, I would have women say to me, like, oh, well, if you're a virgin... Or same women, like, girls or women that I was friends with that there was clearly nothing going on, would be like, well, why haven't you had sex yet? And I'd be like, what do you mean, why? I can't answer that question. Like, if I knew why I hadn't had it, I'd have fixed it and done it already. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was more just I was... I guess I didn't really care that much. It was like, well, I don't want to sleep with some random person that I don't know just to just to say I've done it because no. what a weird memory that would be no everyone has their their different reasons from you know they weren't that bothered by it or they didn't meet the right person or whatever right yeah but I, I think for men it's definitely seen as like a negative judgment it's like you're a virgin how lame like yeah you should have had all the women it's like if I could have had all the women then you know I wouldn't be a virgin right yeah but for women I don't think it's it's women are, oh like women I think for women it's seen as like a purity thing like oh you're you're still like pure as a driven snow and yeah. it's like a chastity thing and it's traditionally at least seen as a desirable trait it's well you know in like fantasy novels and stuff there's always a maiden that needs to be rescued you know no one's rescuing the old prostitute from around the corner <laughs> no. you know what i mean it's always rescue the maiden um whereas for men it's seen as like a you're undesirable death because you've not had well you've not had sex that makes you undesirable yeah whereas for women it was like a, oh you should be desired because you're pure which is weird yeah. because the only reason to want something pure is to defile it essentially yeah <laughs> so. like like it shouldn't be an issue whether you are a virgin or not like no it, it's no one else's business no one should care i wonder if people like younger people still care nowadays like other people of you know like late teen years now that's going oh my god i'm 19 and not had sex yet of, of course uh, yeah definitely because it, it the stigma is still there but who cares like it, it it really doesn't matter no it's like you've it's just to stay have you done this no okay and there's many reasons why you might not have done it. So it's weird for him, to, especially to bring up at this point. He should have just said, "I'm really bad at this." I mean, I feel like if I was gonna tell, if it was the, if I was gonna admit to being a virgin, either before or after sex, it would definitely be after. Yeah. Like it, you know, it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. Essentially, like I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, well, "This is gonna be terrible because I've not done it before." No. I'd wait because you might beginners look at you might be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yes! "I've watched all the videos like, online. I like, know how to do it." This went exactly the way I think it should have gone. And then you know, she makes a comment about it being awful. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's my first time." And then he's like, "Oh my god, I took yeah. your cherry." Blah 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 blah. Or maybe he should have just took it slow and just asked questions like hey is that okay and you learn you learn learn on the job as it were. <laughs> you need monica's notepad <laughs> yeah. oh she'll bring out the binder right yeah. uh but you know ethan is quite thrilled at, at, at the sex which you know he even admits like he you know he's got no other experience so no i, mean, I think go ethan he's full of the joys of spring like <laughs> he had a great time good for him like it's it's weird that people like you know like what is he supposed to be cool about it like yeah I had sex and cool whatever I don't care like no he's just had sex for the first time <laughs> with a hot woman like go go even <laughs> yeah like if he wanted to pull, I mean nowadays you'd pull out your TikTok and be like I just did this yeah. it'd be like yeah go for it I, I guess it's a bit of a humble brag for for Monica as well it's like oh well good for him right yeah I mean give me my drive so I'd have had fireworks on the roof waiting to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, it's not necessarily an issue you haven't had sex, but once you have had it, you'll be like, yep, set up the fireworks, bring out the sky writing in the plane. When is the mayor going to give me a parade? <laughs> like, you know. It, so, 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 as a guy on like a, on a walkie talkie going, I'm not ready yet. 
<laughs> well, you know, you just like flick the light out on that a few times to give the cue to the guy in the detonator. I thought it lasts longer than 20 seconds. I need more time to set up. <laughs> we haven't primed the charges. Like, I'll try and go again. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, because all, there's all this pressure about it. So when yeah. you do kind of, you know, for lack of a better phrase, get that monkey off your back. Um, you know, it, it does. It's a, it's a pleasurable experience. It's why we do it. Um, so, yeah, I say, you know, fair, fair play, Ethan, you celebrate. I wouldn't have minded like a whole scene where we'd gone back to school and be like, guys, I did it. And everyone's like high-fiving and excited for him. Of course, his mum like, mum, it finally happened. Like, you know, go Ethan. What, as if he's just won the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't even like sport marks so they wouldn't even care about the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, Monica weirdly needs to be honest too. Um, you should never be honest whilst in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me <laughs> Let me finish the sentence. If, if, we, if we're cutting my get you into the bedroom clip, I'm definitely cutting your you shouldn't ever be honest clip. So you should never be honest whilst you're in bed with someone because... <laughs> <laughs> no, because that was the rest of your sentence. I thought you were going to recover. You got even even worse. Yeah, because, because it's never going to go the way you hope it's going to go, is it? Like, if... <laughs> Like, like being honest, normally, <laughs> normally, if you're being honest about something, it means that you've lied. I guess, I guess you could call it being open and, instead and, of being honest, but... And, and you know, you, you've managed to get someone into bed, and then you decide to be honest. That's probably only going to go one way, because no one's going to take you honestly and go, thank you for being honest with me. This was the perfect time to be honest. It's, it's like being at, a, you know, someone's, someone's wedding, and, you know... Being honest about your feelings for them, as you know, some characters and friends have done. I mean, like you know. they, 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 you got to pick your your moments for being honest. Is what I'm saying. I feel like if I had to confess to telling a fib, I feel like immediately, well, not immediately, but pretty quickly, post orgasm would be the time I do it. <laughs> like you're never going to get them in a better mood than that, are you? Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to turn the dishwasher on. Like that's when yeah. I'm going to confess because you're in you're in a good mood. Like. No, I feel I feel like that's telling people the, about a good story about going to like see the navy ships. <laughs> yeah, you 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 you've, you're going to put bad bad thoughts into their good times. <laughs> no, I it, it'd be like you know you you're eating like someone's cake or something, and they're like, "Who ate the cake?" And you're like, "I'm going to wait to tell them." Instead of like just doing it at a time when it's probably like going to be least impactful to them. I can't see the logic. Like, but. like I get if you want it as a diversion, where they're like, right, they've just been offered a new job. I'm going to tell them the, all the truths now because they're not going to care. Like, I would understand maybe that kind of weird logic. <laughs> no, not after just having sex with someone. Going, I need to tell you some truths right now. Well, I mean, to me, it's you know, to Monica's credit, it's shown that she's a nice person because she she has this secret she needs to confess and only he- only because he confessed though. Again, well, yeah, he confessed about his. Well, yeah, she he confessed about his virginity, and then she decided to wait till after the sex to tell him. But no, I'm definitely on the do it after the sex because, well, I'm on the don't lie side of the fence initially. Yeah. But if you're going to tell a fib, definitely wait till they're in the best possible mood before you tell them. And you know, <laughs> okay. you're going to put some of the good moods. It's a pretty surefire way to do it. When you when you break up with with people, do you take them out for a nice meal and just as they're enjoying the nice dessert, <laughs> decide to tell them the truth? There's a bit of a difference. Between, you know, I, I learned about my age after an orgasm and I'm ending this relationship in a nice five-star restaurant. <laughs> By the way, you're picking up the check. <laughs> actually, I do like that last bit. <laughs> um, she's actually not 22. She's 25. 
and 13 months. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, all right. Like, like for, for the lie there, it's, you know, three years, four years. It's really not a big difference. Like if he was, if he was twelve, and you'd been lying saying that you were sixteen, that 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 has massive implications. Yes, if, but if you're lying about being younger, I'm not mid twenty. I'm just under mid twenty. I'm not. I'm not worried. Like if I'm sleeping with someone, and my option are they lied about being younger or older, I definitely want them to tell fibs. The other way, around, like I don't want to find out the person I slept with wasn't old enough to sleep with. That's like what the fuck. Okay. Like okay. terrible moment. But you know, if if I sleep with a girl, and she's like, oh Ryan, I'm I'm not thirty two. I'm like, okay, I'm thirty six. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Like it's so inconsequential. Who cares? Whereas if a girl was like, oh, I'm not nineteen, I'm fifteen. I'd be like, uh oh. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then yeah. it's an issue. Yeah. Lying about being younger than you are is not, a, you know, isn't an issue, is it? Like no. we well, wouldn't annoy me that much, especially like a couple of dates in. No, no. It, I guess it might become an issue. If she goes, "I'm not actually a mother; I'm a grandmother." But that 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 can be fine too. It's just the. Well, then I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like you don't look like a grandmother. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's just the word in making you think of. Oh, granny makes makes you feel much older than you actually are. Um, but you know, Ethan, being the good boy he is, has to be. More honest with her again. It's like you're trying to one up her. Like, <laughs> he I, I told you a secret. You were honest. Yeah. I'll beat you with super honesty. Yeah, I and he's actually a, a little bit younger. Um, I feel like he he didn't need to tell this bit, but uh, let's let's hear uh, how young he is. Wow. <laughs> keep saying that. You know, you read about it, you see it in the movies, even when you practice it at home, man. Oh man. <laughs> It is nothing like that. Oh. Listen, listen. Um, you, you told me something that was really difficult for you. And, um, well, I, I figure if you can be honest, then I can too. Oh, God, don't tell me. I did it wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing wrong about that. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, here goes. I'm not 22. I'm I'm 25. <laughs> and 13 months. <laughs> huh. But I figure, you know, that shouldn't change anything. I mean, what the hell does it matter how old we are? Mm. Uh, listen, um, as long as we're telling stuff, uh, I have another one for you. I'm a little younger than I said. You're not a senior? Oh, I'm a senior. <laughs> in high school. Right, so we're in a case where we miss out on jokes because we're British. Yep. This is one of those, and you can tell from the studio audience because he's, oh, I'm a senior. Immediate laughter. And I'm like, why is this funny? And then he drops high school and I go, oh, but yeah. Because I have no frame of reference. Well, we didn't before we did this podcast about what a senior was, how old they were. No, so in the UK it works differently. So you go to like primary school, junior school, senior school, then college, then university. College is like 16 plus and university is 18 plus roughly. And then when you hear about all these, like you've got high school and then senior in a high school. And like, oh, what? I don't get this. So found out that that makes him 17 slash 18 Compared to his 20. So we're going to go with the younger end, 17, yeah? Yep. 17 is the age of consent in New York, I looked up. Yep. 
then I can see in the notes here you've edited this. Yes. Uh, it's actually illegal for an adult who's 18 plus to have sex with a minor who's 17. Yes, even though legally the age. So if you're both 17, take your socks off at the right time, you're all good. If one is over 18, then it's illegal because it's basically seen as like a corruption what of a minor. What a weird law, right? I mean, America's full of weird laws. Like Michael Bay taught us in Transformers. Some states have those weird Romeo and Juliet clauses, whereas the law is essentially the same where two 17-year-olds can, can have consensual sex. But if one person turns 18 before the other one, that would then become an, an illegal relationship. But the Romeo and Juliet clause is basically, provided you had a pre-existing relationship before they turn 18, you won't face prosecution because you've not, I don't know, you've not tried to corrupt someone, I guess. Why make this so complicated? I don't know. Um, America's a strange place <laughs> sometimes. So that's why Monica's freaking out, because whether you take the kind of like the public perception side away for a moment and what, how we all consider age differences, black and white, legally, she's a felon. Yeah. So. In that state. Yes. But th- this is where America gets weirder with, with the different laws in different states, because you're the United States of America, but you're also separate. Like, she could have taken him to a different state. And it could have either been worse, better. Or better. Yeah. I mean, most of these laws were introduced to try and stop child marriages hmm. where like a 14-year-old girl will get married to like an 18- or 19-year-old man and essentially be treated like property. Um, and then there were super weird laws around consent within a marriage. And it basically wasn't – it didn't – people didn't consider it possible for a husband to sexually assault their wife because it's his wife can do what he wants, essentially. So a lot of these laws were introduced to basically protect women, as they should have been. Um, but there's like weird little kind of crossovers where it seems illogical, but there's a reason it was there. I much prefer our old British laws, like ducks can't wear hats. Yes, or it's like <laughs> it's illegal to it's legal to stab a Welshman who enters the town of like York after seven pm with a crossbow, and it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, like that. Those are funny laws, but yeah, th- this yeah, this would be way complicated and you'd be like what but i thought it was fine like you know without that extra bit of information there you you'd you know potentially you could get yourself into trouble well yeah i mean i suppose the old excuse like, adage is ignorance is no excuse like mm. the law is the law and whether you know it or not it's yes. irrelevant um but yeah it's, it's an odd one so i, I get why monica's freaking out given that um but I guess there's kind of two issues. There's the legal side of things, which naturally you would freak out about over. And then you've got like the moral side of things separate from the law where it just feels icky, which is, you know, hence the name of the title. Well, I, I guess you got it on one hand where, you know, Ethan's got no complaints. Nope. So, you know, is there an issue there? Like you could look at it that way. It's like, well, he was, he was a winning partic- participant. So there's no issue there. I, I wonder how this would go. I, I feel like it would have to be, like, legally, there would have to be something brought up by someone, like, a concern. Oh, yeah, it, like, it's... Well, I think I would imagine that if... If neither side mentioned it, obviously no one knows, so no. no one's getting prosecuted. I imagine if it went to court in this instance, it would probably be dismissed. Yes. It's just, well, A, he lied about his age, and B, it was entirely consensual, so why would you essentially waste the court's time? Yeah. Um... And it's an older woman and a younger guy. These kind of things seem massively different where if a 26-year-old man slept with a 17-year-old girl, that would seem like a massively different story optically and morally. People just would see it as, oh, you corrupted her or took advantage. Whereas people don't really, sexistly, don't consider women able to take advantage of men in the same way. But But, it's it's a weird thing to get into in the middle of a Friends podcast. (laughs) It's context of the episode, I suppose. No, uh, this is what makes Friends kind of interesting, though, like, 
yes, it's it's kind of on the outside just funny jokes and humor, but there's a lot of depth to the the show. Whereas a lot of other comedy shows are just like joke, 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 and it's like yep. we don't get the kind of character developments and. And even though you kind of could gloss over this, and I certainly probably have in the past, like, oh, you know, she's just slept with someone who's younger. Like, she's like, I'm a felon in 48 states. She's like, oh, no, you're not. And it's like, well, no, technically she is. Technically she wouldn't be, yeah. So, um, you know, in real life, Monica would have been arrested uh, since Ethan's a minor, and she would be a registered sex offender, so that makes it even darker, yeah, right? It suddenly just goes, oh, my God, <laughs> things, things just got serious. Now, um, imagine that episode where, where Ross has to confront his sister for being a sex offender. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> so Ross says that... <laughs> no, actually, thinking about it, Judy, uh, you know, Ross has an illegal animal and he's going to send it off to monkey knife fights. And your daughter's a sex person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Judy would go go off on Monica far, far more. Yeah, she's definitely losing that fight. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird one, I guess, suppose when you look at it... Logically, why would a 26-year-old be hanging out with a 17-year-old? Well, we um, don't know how they met, do we? We don't know. Um, and obviously, he did lie about his age, and she lied it's, about it's, Well, Americans are, are big on fake IDs, right? Yeah. I, I don't know anyone who had a fake ID here. And if even if you did, I think it's very difficult to fake. Yep. Whereas in America, it's like, that's the thing you do when you're like under 18 or under 21, depending. You get your fake ID from some guy... And it's just expected of you to take your fake ID and use it to mainly go and get alcohol or go to clubs or whatever. Yeah, well, in a country the size of America that's got so many different states, and it, you know, it's probably easy to get, apply for a, a license of some, or some ID in one state when you live in a different state, get it sent out, get it sorted, and then, or just have someone forge it. Well, I know when I've been to America and I've shown them like my uh, UK driving license, they have no idea what's going on. They look at it and go, I, I guess so. And even worse for like other countries like Australia, their their driving licenses are, are much different uh, compared to ours and like Americans. And like Americans look at it and go, I don't know what this is. Like it, I don't even know if it's telling me you're like you can legally drive or anything yeah. because, <laughs> because I don't understand the information. And I'm not going to spend time researching it. So yeah, I, that makes sense. Like in that way. Um, at the same time, we can look at like stuff like the the COVID vaccination cards like, over here. You have to have an NHS app. Yep. which is linked to your private NHS like sort of details. Mm-hmm. In America you get a cardboard card that someone's written on. Yeah, which that just... anyone can make, right? Yep. So so I get it. Um Yeah, registered sex offender. That's quite quite intense when you think of it that way. Yeah, when you look at the, you know, the real world consequences of what would have happened, it could have got really intense and yep. it's one of those things where imagine the next episode of friends with Monica not in the the intro scene and yeah, she's just... not in the flat or anything. <laughs> Just, just Rachel's apartment now. But, I mean, last episode we mentioned Orange is the New Black, and then Monica could have been in the series. She could have, she could have met up with Monica again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you go to the same part of prison for that, but so, so yeah. We, every time we change scene, <laughs> we change to the prison scene with yeah, uh, Monica and Monica. But I guess in situations like this, context is always always key. Yes. So you know, yes, the law's black and white, but then when you look at the kind of the minute details of the situation, as far as she was concerned. Like this is one of the like what is what was Monica supposed to I do ID him at the door yeah like they they met wherever they met let's assume it's a situation where you'd assume someone had to be twenty one to get yeah him. he said he was twenty two well, said he was he was twenty he was twenty so you'd be like okay you, why would you question it especially if you like, he looks old enough I suppose the only time you'd the only time someone would expect you to have questioned them is when it turns out they were lying essentially no one expects you if I went out tonight and met a girl. And we slept together, and then I found out she was 
28. Yeah. No one cares. No one would ask me, expect of me to have ID'd that girl or try to prove how old she was. If it happened and she was underage, it would suddenly be, what the hell happened? Why didn't you check? And it's like, well, you wouldn't ask me to check if we weren't in this situation. It's not a, something that people do. Well, I, I remember when I was 18, working for a popular game retailer, uh, all of us were, were quite quite friendly and we used to hang out outside of work. And we went to this bar that was like just, just outside the shop. And there was... In the bar, it was, it was fairly empty, but there was like two very attractive girls there and they were drinking whatever they were drinking. And as young nerds, we was like, oh, they're very attractive. And then a couple of them were like, we're going to chat to them. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, you're, you're like, just like nerds. <laughs> you're not going to pull these attractive women. And at the end of the night, we all left and like a couple of them stayed behind and they were chatting to the girls. And we was like, wow, like managed to do it. And then the next day we all come in and we're like, so, so how did it go? Like you was chatting to them, like what happened? Like, yeah, we found out they were 14. Jesus. And it's like, uh, but it was like the way they looked and the way they dressed, they looked over 18. So they was allowed in the bar and allowed to drink. Now, only because they found out, otherwise, you know, who knows what could have happened, right? Yeah. But, but to the, to the barman, they were seen as 18 because at, at that time, you know, checking ID was not, not commonplace. Yeah. Um, and to the guys, they're going to go, I'm going to assume you're 18 because one, you're in a bar drinking, so you must have been checked. And two, you look and act like you're 18. So why would I question it? Well, yeah, I, I suppose one of those, it's one of those situations again where it, it would be a criminal offence. Yes. But what, what, what do you expect the person to do? Like, given the context of their meeting, the person should be old enough to do everything that they're going to yep. do. But are you supposed to card people? I mean, it, it's, it's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, you, you can't start getting out documents. Go, can you just sign here, here, here? Yeah, like, you know? be, before, before I take you home, can uh, you watch your national insurance number? You don't have one? Ha-ha, <laughs> rumbled. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it, it's a weird situation, but it's one of those weird things where... It, it, it makes fun for comedy in this, this situation, but it's very serious otherwise. Yeah, it gets, it gets really it's hilarious in a sitcom, really complicated in real life. Yeah. Uh, so we move on to Ross still getting beeped. So many messages, right? But now he's he's given up just like correcting them and telling people that Andre will be there shortly, uh, disappointing many people. Yeah, I mean Yelp wasn't a thing back then, but Andre's Yelp scores going down. <laughs> yeah. All these all these thirsty punters expecting some jumbo and they're not getting any. I I wonder I, I wonder if he realises he's missing out on some money because obviously Ross will send them to him before and now the calls are, are going to be less, right? Yeah, he's like, no one's calling me this yeah. week. What's going on? Um, but Rachel had another dream about Chandler, and again, won't tell him about it. I mean, but, go on. What, so she's told them she had a dream, mm-hmm. but not about it. This is where it gets a bit teasy so, and playful. Well, because... well yeah, because she's, she's already told the first dream, and now she's had a second dream. She's been more coy about this one, but she does let on that he wasn't the only one there. You told me about the last dream. No, forget it. Well, why not? Was I doing something particularly saucy? (laughs) All right, fine. Um, well, you were not the only one there. Joey was there, too. (laughs) All right. Was there, uh... Anybody, anybody else there? No. You sure? Nobody uh, handing out uh, mints or anything? No, it was just the three of us. Huh. 
So tell me, was it like you and Chandler and then you and me, or you and me and Chandler? <laughs> you know what? What? <laughs> there were times when it wasn't even me. So I'm going to use the word saucy. <laughs> I, mean, I, love, I love that really, whether I was doing anything saucy. I mean, now it's a bit like, okay, like if the one sex dream was the one sex dream, now mm. it's another sex dream about Chandler plus Joey. It's like, I don't know how readily I'd be sharing this information. Yeah, it starts getting a bit, I'm not going to say creepy, but it, it, it gets a bit too detailed, right? It does. It's, it's a bit like, oh, okay, well, why are you still telling us there? It's, it's like, I don't know. Because clearly the boys don't find the situation funny. They find it, like, exciting and entertaining. Yeah. Um, so it's just a bit odd. And, and yeah, why, why is she telling it? Like, what kind of reaction does she want to get from this? Yeah, like, what, yeah, what's the point? Like, because at no point has Rachel explained how she sees the dreams. It's just she's had it. That was the dream. And then now she's kind of playfully teasing the boys about the freesome dream. It's like, okay, but we don't. To me, I would have liked to see where Rachel's, like, chatting to thieves. Her dreams don't mean anything. The boys are idiots. And then watched her tease yes. the boys, at least you would have been like, ah, it's an inside joke between Phoebes and Rachel. Yeah, if, if Phoebe was doing it, you know she would just be like trying to push their buttons and see how far she can take it. So I would have liked a bit more context as to why Rachel's doing it, because it's a bit of a confused mess at yeah. this point. But we did hear a lot about the younger generation having issues with friends. So obviously it hit Netflix, and a lot of people watched the show that hadn't seen the show originally, um, with you know their young generation eyes. And... There's a bunch of issues, one of them being that the show's apparently quite homophobic. Um, and when I first look at this scene, I'm kind of like, was this what they meant? Like, was Joey and Chandler being uncomfortable, like them two in the threesome, what they meant about, oh, look, it's homophobic. And I spent a good, like, 10 minutes with the episode pause trying to kind of get my head around, like, is this the kind of thing that, for lack of a better phrase, millennials meant? Um, even though weirdly we're millennials, but we don't mean <laughs> us when we say millennials, but the younger generation who had the issues. Um, and I decided, no, I don't think Friends, or at least in this instance, Friends is homophobic. No. Um, and look at the scene. It's not, it's not funny because they're both men. It's awkward because they're mates. Um, that's what I first thought. I was like, oh, so, you know, it's not because they're men. It's because they're friends. But then that logic doesn't really hold any water because neither Joey or Chandler had an issue of their dream sex with Rachel. It only became an issue because they were blokes. So I kept going back and forth on it. But then I eventually decided that I wouldn't say it's actually homophobic as the humour comes from Joey and Chandler being uncomfortable. There's no accusation from the show itself that there's anything wrong with two men having sex or homosexuality in general. And it'd be odd if it did, because one of the show's creators is gay. Um, but I think sometimes the, the younger generation lacks the, the I guess, the, the ability to take a nuanced look at things. And it tends to be, what's that joke having it as opposed to what's the point of the joke? The target of the joke is... Joey and Chandler were uncomfortable. Not you, gay. No, I, I, and I think from my point of view, I looked at it as they were like, oh, so it's us, like all three of us together with you, Rachel. And then all of a sudden we've taken Rachel away and it's me and Joey. Like, oh, I, like, I'm not attracted to Joey. Why would I want that? Yeah. And, and it's not a homophobic thing. It's like, I don't, we don't find each other attractive or fantasize about each other. That's not what we want from this. Like, you is the, the thing yeah, but, that yeah, makes it attractive. Yeah, but I, th I think the, the, the key thing is the target of the joke is the boys are uncomfortable, not there's something inherently wrong with two men being intimate. No. Um, so no, yeah, I think... It's, it's, it is them being uncomfortable because it's just them two that she's thinking of. Yeah. Rather than it being a gay thing, so... But is Ross now allowed to be a little bit more upset? <sighs> because out of the three main men in Rachel's life, 
Two of them have appeared and he hasn't. So I have many points about Ross at this point. So there's the whole, uh, 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 like he can't get his words out. And then he, he asks like, was, was there a third person possibly handing out mints? Now we already know that he has had a threesome, well, sort of with Carol and Susan. Yep. Where uh, his part was over quite quickly and he got a sandwich. <laughs> Maybe it's because he was handing out mints. Yeah, who knows? Like, 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 like where, what, what do you expect her to say? Be like, yeah, there was this mysterious, tall, dark stranger, and he gave us all mints, but then left. Like, just how like neurotically lame do you have to be to be like so desperate to be a part of Rachel's dream that you would take like a servile role and be like, oh, wait, can you mint? Would yeah. you like a Cosmo? Uh, yeah. How about I fluff the pillows? I'd rather he just came out with like, was I there in that dream? Like, did you think about me at all? Yeah, like was yeah, because at least that would be like she, well, then she's like, nope. But even if she was like, yeah, I did, and for some reason, I I pushed you away and pulled Chandler closer, and he grabbed onto Joey. Yeah, because like, she's not she's being pretty direct about the conversation. There's there's no like like he he sniggering veiled talks about sex. She's basically saying, oh yeah, the three of us basically went at it, and sometimes it was just due to. So there's no reason to skirt around the question, Ross. Just no. you know, was I in the dream too? But admittedly. I sometimes I think if this was the situation we were in, what would happen? And I'm like, if I were Rachel and Mark was like, was I in your dream too? I'd be like, I'm going to wind him up now. And I'd be like, yes, you were. And we all pushed you into the corner and laughed yeah. at your tiny shriveled penis. <laughs> and, and then we made you watch as they satisfied me, something you could never do. And then you yeah, kept exactly. crying in the corner. It's such a lame... Just Ross is just incredibly lame at times, and this is probably the lamest we've seen him be so far. Like, like I get the the jealousy. You you want to feel positive, or people think you like this. Uh, so yeah, we then get onto uh, Ethan keeps calling Monica. She's like dodging his calls. Everyone else knows he's younger, and I I kind of get why she's dodging his calls. But she, I hope she's told him like why she's doing. That. Yeah, like it's now I found out that you're young. This is inappropriate and needs to stop yeah because it, it can't carry on because that would just make it much worse like if he was 18 then yeah fine like i can take the the jokes from my friends but it being illegal no yeah well it's, it's this weird thing where i suppose could she have said oh you know well when you're 80, 18 in six months call me when you're 18 and then it's like then it feels weirdly groomy yeah. <laughs> like she's been like we'll just wait then and it's like mm. So yeah, it's. I mean, if anything, she she has every right in the world to be really angry at him. And at no point did we we see that from her. She was just upset and freaked out. Yeah. But she had every right to be livid because essentially she'd made him a felon. Oh, he had made her. Yeah, he'd uh, made her a felon. Yeah. And it's just it's odd that she wasn't angry. I'd be freaking furious. I'd yeah. be like, oh my god, like seriously, like my whole life could quite literally yeah, fall apart. You, you can't you take me. You can't take this back or ignore it or whatever. Like it happened. Like. That's the end of it. Yeah. And like, in theory, especially given like today's climate, he, Ethan could call someone in 20 years time and then bam. Yeah. That, that, that one thing that he lied about to Monica about comes back from the past and Monica's suddenly in even more trouble and her whole life falls apart because of a lie someone told her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but instead, we're going to move on now. So we've got, Phoebe has got a birthday party with some work people to go to. That's quite nice. I mean, it is, but why doesn't Chandler know anything about it? Uh, Chandler wasn't invited. Did I still hate him at work? He, he's he's Mr. Bossman, isn't he? Yeah. So um, you know, he's like, I want to go. Like, she's like, okay, like you can come. Which I think is a little bit weird. It, I mean, it's different, right? If it's a work party, I guess it's a case of like, hey, we're doing this. People turn up, yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas when it's like your party, you're like, well, I only want these people here. Don't invite random people to the thing because it, it might mess with it. Well, yeah, I've... Normally, the teams I've worked with have been quite small. So we're talking less than 12 people, say, on the entire staff. So when there was an event, be it a work-based event or a social event, the teams were so small that your workmates were basically mates as well. Um, so if there was a birthday party and you weren't invited, it would have been a big issue. It's like, oh, wait, no one invited Pero to this place. Like, that's awkward. So you'd, even if you weren't wanted, you'd get invited because it yeah. just, you know, saved face. The current place I work, there's over like a hundred and something members of the team. So I had to adjust quite quickly to not being invited to places that my like brain and like I guess like emotions were used to being invited. Like it's so and so's birthday or it's so and so's leaving do. And you in small teams you go. If someone's leaving the team, you go because there's only ten of you. Yeah. Where when there's over a hundred of you, I was like, Oh wait, the reason I'm not invited to that person's birthday party is because we've probably said eight sentences together in the year I've worked here and I'm not invited to the leaving dude because I don't have the same level of relationship with them that everyone else does. No. And it was a weird weird thing socially for me to adjust to, I think. Yeah, so I, I kind of get this. And, and generally you don't invite your boss to your party because they're still going to be your boss so, okay. doing boss things. Whatever happens at, out of work is supposed to stay out of work. Yeah. Um, and I was... Once at a Christmas pie where a team member got very drunk and she did a handstand in a very short dress and everything was on show. Now, we were a shared Christmas party, so there was our company there and a few of us and everyone knew which company we worked for. And the manager was there and she was furious that a member of her team had made, her, had made our company look this way. And it was not an image that fit with the brand that we were a part of. And uh, everyone's like, well, it's a Christmas party. Like, no one cares. Leave her alone. Like, who cares? It's, like, it's embarrassing. And then the manager was weird with her at work for like a month afterwards. And it was just, well, you can't treat her differently in work because she upset you at the party. Um, and then it got to the point where no one wanted to hang out with any of the management team outside of work because it was having a negative impact. Yeah, because you're like, well, how are they going to treat when something else happens? Yeah, like I'm not getting paid. I'm not on the clock. I can do what I want. So, I, yeah, I would say, for the most part, don't invite a boss. No. But, you know, Phoebe is, is a good friend. She invites him, but she doesn't want to turn up with him because she doesn't want to be known as the person who invited the boss. Yes, I don't want him the geek that invites the boss. Which, which is true. Which is um, funny, but this is a temporary job, and Phoebe knows it's a temporary job. I'm like, does Phoebe think she's going to carry on being friends with these people? Mm, I don't know. Phoebe has, like, some weirdness in how she likes other people to look at her, doesn't she? Yeah, I suppose. Um, you know, the party went well, though. Uh, but they still don't like Chandler. He's still Mr. Bossman. And we're going to find out why. And I think last night was great. You know, the karaoke thing. Tracy and I doing Ebony and Ivory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you were great. But they still made fun of you. What? You know, now you're more like, you know, Mr. Caring Boss. Mr. You know, I'm one of you, Boss. Mr. I want to be your buddy, Boss Man Bing. <laughs> then I don't get it. Well, you know what, Chandler? I think you gotta face it you're like the guy in the big office you know you're the one that hires them and fires them they still say you're a great boss they do Uh uh-huh but they're not your friends anymore (sighs) but i just want to but you can't but i just want so we've already gone through this like you know as a boss he can't be friends with them nope i don't think there's really much more to say about that like it is what it is. Yeah, I do feel sorry for Chandler that he's 
I think it's more, it's not like he's gone into the job and met new people and they don't like him. These are his former teammates. So I think yeah. the reason Shannon is struggling is a month ago, these were the guys that he was, you know, one of the troops with and had all the camaraderie. And I bet they made fun of their then boss. Um, but yeah, you just got to realize you step up and dynamics change. And because the dynamics have changed, so does the relationship. It's It sucks sometimes, but just get over it, Chandler. He needs to understand he's got the power to fire them. Yeah, well, he's like, well, what do you want, Chandler? Do you want to be one of the guys again? and get demoted and go back to your old job? Or do you want to, can, to keep your promotion and your success? Like, well, well, yeah, he, he can make new friends because as a boss, he will interact with different people on different levels so he can become friends with them yeah. instead. I mean, it's a very unhealthy work-based kind of, I guess, social system or you know friendship group. I mean, I'm for the most part, I've worked in places where, well, you may not have been super, super close with the boss. You weren't always negative about them like you wouldn't like at my current job you wouldn't insult the bosses but the place i work is a very kind of healthy interaction structure so i mean that's maybe that's a difference but maybe work somewhere else chandler if you want (laughs) if you want your colleagues to like you uh ethan turns up at the coffee house though and all of a sudden everyone needs to check out the new hand dryers in the bathroom which i look when this happened i was immediately thought of our friendship group and i was like you guys would not leave no if if I was in this situation and the, the the person came into where we were and were like, went to talk, I'd be waiting for you to leave. And after about 18 seconds, I'd realise you're not going to leave. I'm just going to do this conversation. Or I'd have to leave. You'd have to leave, yeah. You'd just sit there and be like, hmm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how is Ryan going to handle it? You <laughs> yeah. would just watch. Yeah. So I was like, at least these guys are nice. Well, you know, it, it's difficult to get out of, like, the booth when people sit in there. Like, it's just easier just to sit and watch yeah, you'd, be, you'd be grinning you'd be like it's funny <laughs> not horrible people uh, you know Ethan is telling Monica like you know how amazing they are together uh, but Monica can't go over the age thing and rightly so I guess uh, you know we, as I said earlier we don't know how, how they met we don't I mean but, I... but she's, she's been lied to like you could say oh they're both lied to each other but she's been lied to worse yes she she he would have slept with her if she'd said he was 26. Yep. She would not have slept with him if he'd said he was 17. No. And, you know, if, if the lie changes the behaviour, that, I guess, when it gets to the point where it's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, but I don't like how Monica handles this because she basically kills him with kindness and is like, we're amazing together and I really like you and if you were only a bit older, we could be together. And I'm like, why are you telling him all this? Like, why aren't you together? Because he's 17. That's the explanation you give him. Because what's he supposed to think at this point? Like, Oh, what? I'll just wait some time, or we can just be secretive. Like, it's not, it's not an effective way of dealing with a situation. It just needs to be, you know, no. taken out back like old yellow and shot. Just pretty much, yeah. Just do it. We then end up back at Chandler's office again, where some some of the workers around the water uh, cooler, but they're they're taking the mick out of him. Or like, could these margaritas be any stronger? <laughs> hey, Chandler. Hello, Mr. Bing. Loved your Stevie Wonder last night. <laughs> Thanks. Listen, about the weekly numbers, I'm going to need them on my desk by 9 o'clock. Sure. No problem. You have to give them something, you know? Okay, now that was Gersten Santos and uh, who's the guy with the mustache? Petrie. Petrie. Right, right. Okay, well, some people are going to be working this weekend. And I think this out, Chandler. Well, maybe he shouldn't act. But, you know, if they're not going to be nice to him, he's not going to give them some slack, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably do. And the fact that he's just actively caught them mocking him yeah. as well, he's just like, well, yeah, at this point, 
I would totally do a Chandler and be like, oh, well, you're all working the weekend or <laughs> yeah. need to get this done early. I'll just pile it on. Just, just be vindictive, yeah, which is not going to make them want to be friends with him. Well, it's, but, you know, if you accept that... Well, I guess it's... Would you be cutting people slack because you want to be their friend? And if the answer was yes, then I found him in this situation, that slack would immediately get withdrawn because yeah. I'd be like, well, we're not going to be friends because you're slagging me off. So I expect you to do your job to the letter of your job. And no, you can't leave early on Thursday to have pizza. And that deadline you can't meet. No, you've got to meet. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're going to take the mickey out of you. Why would you give them any potential benefit? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, so, you know, they... I don't know if they do a, a good version of Chandler, though. I don't think these guys do. No. <laughs> like, later on in the episode, we'll see some people do, do it better. But um, no, these guys are terrible. Like. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think Chandler was right in kind of what he did, even if it's a bit vindictive. So we then end up uh, at Monica's. Rachel is asleep on the sofa with only Ross there, which is a bit weird. Do you, do you take naps on your sofa when your friends are just around? Uh... No, never have. I was trying to think then. I was like, nope. No, it's, it's a little bit weird for me that she's just... Once she's got a bed, like, literally, you know, feet away. Well, but sometimes that's miles, Mark. When you're in a nice little, <laughs> like, oh, I'm comfortable, I don't want to move. Oh, my assumption is that more people were around when Rachel fell asleep. Maybe. And then they departed and Ross has just sat there creepily watching Rachel sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he's, he's sweet at this point, though. He covers her with a blanket, which you should probably never really do because... If they're cold, they'll pull the blanket up. Normally, if you put the blanket on them, that just wakes them up because they're now too hot. It's the worst blanket ever. It's full of holes. <laughs> and like some of them are huge. You could like Rachel could fit through some of these holes. He covers <laughs> her and I'm like, well, it's a sweet gesture. I'm like, go get her an effective blanket because this thing's pointless. I don't know. I feel like the, the, the holes create like a bit of airflow so you don't get too hot. No, I think it's pointless. <laughs> uh, but as he does that, she starts making sexual noises. She does. Very sexual and calls out his name. I mean, I'm curious, like, I don't think I've ever spoken in my sleep or... How would you know? Well, <laughs> well obviously someone would have to tell you. But... Yeah, someone would tell me. <laughs> Apparently, I have this really, really habit of, of kind of, like, holding my breath and then going, like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Are they worried that you're about to die? I, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, it's infuriating. <laughs> my ex used to it. We literally, she just punched me occasionally in the arm and be like, stop it! And I'm like, what? You're going... <laughs> it would just wind her up only, but obviously I've actually been half asleep and caught myself do it like, you know, you're like drifting up yeah. and waking up I'll like, go oh, wait I did a par I'm completely awake because I don't notice it it does sound annoying Yeah, I, I talk in my sleep but normally it doesn't make much sense like it makes sense as a sentence but you have no idea what I'm talking about because it's just like a middle of like It'd be like taking like a, a paragraph from the middle of a book and just saying it out loud sort of thing, where you're like, I have no context for anything he's saying. It's right <laughs> words. So, um, but, you know, he's pretty happy about this. So he does a little dance on the table, a little Snoopy dance type thing. He does, and then he falls off onto her. He do, he's, he's very quiet as he's dancing. It's one of those TV things, like in Frasier, where if you did that in real life, you'd be making a lot of noise. And it's a very sturdy table. It is, yeah. He's not a small man. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he then falls off, landing on Rachel, waking up, when really, I guess if he hadn't done that, he might have heard a bit more about the dream. I mean, it looks like, you know, waking her up was the right time to wake her up because she's all like, Ross? And she's, she's very, you know, she was very much enjoying the dream she was having. I guess like most dreams, you only really remember them because you wake up as you're dreaming it. Yep. There's other times where you're like, I did have this dream, but I don't remember anything about it because it was so long ago in my sleep. Yeah, you just so, forget. You know, so she's like, oh, sexy dream of Ross. Maybe he was handing out some mints. And what, for, <laughs> for the first time in what? 
20 something episodes we find like, oh my god it's gonna happen yeah. it's gonna happen but then the beeper goes off uh he's having a baby so we're gonna hear some baby time I'm here. You are? We're, um, we, were, um, we were just... Uh, wow. What? Um. <laughs> Great, now I'm having a baby. What? Ooh. What? No, I'm, I'm, having, I'm what? having a baby. Oh I'm, I'm having what a... Is, what's the phone? The phone? The phone? The phone? The phone? <laughs> I'm hurt. No, the baby will still be there. (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting nearly a year, Russ, to get your hands on Rachel. This is the closest you've gotten in that time. The baby will be there. Just ignore the beeps. Like, it's fine. Yep. I just, like, if I was, if I was rushing the gym on my phone enough, yeet, phone goes across (laughs) the room. I'll find out later. I mean, the baby could come very quickly. Well, is he going to be in the room when it happens? Well, depends how long it takes for him to get there, right? If he gets there before, is he going to be stood at the, you know? He, he, you know, like she could be in labor for a long time. It depends, right? So when she messages him, she might just be going, I'm having a contraction. And he might just be like, oh, yeah, I'm having contractions. But like, I know it's not going to be here for many, many hours at this point. Or it could be, I'm going to the hospital now because we've done the, the countdown thing of like, we're having contractions every few minutes. It's going to come in the next hour or two sort of thing. All right, Mark. So you're in Russ's shoes. Are you going immediately to try and see your baby have or i seen have i seen the message <laughs> yes so would you ignore the message and sleep with rachel or run after the hospital no i think you'd you'd have to go to hospital because yeah. because you, you you can't be like hmm i've just looked at my beeper the baby's coming i'll put it in my pocket and be like so rachel now it's time to kiss and make our own baby <laughs> like you can't you can't do that knowing like in your back pocket What's just happened? But it's not going to just matter if you're there or not, surely? Oh, I guess he wants to be there, right? He wants to be like the proper fire. Plus, Susan's going to be there. That's true. Yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably actually. That's probably it, yeah, isn't like, it? Oh wait, Susan can't be. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So like, yeah, I, you you can't be like. And then how would he bring it up? Just be like, you know, what well, after the sex? Go. I need to be honest with you. The baby's coming. I need to leave now. Yep. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awful. Like, Why did you do that? Well, I'll be trying to sleep you for a year and it's finally happened. So Yeah, I, I don't think he can. So, okay, it's another farce of why they can't get together. And it's it's getting there, right? Where they yeah basically getting together. But yeah, I, I think he, he has to do that. Um, and, you know, he's changed his message now. So he knows it's 911 rather than Jumbo messaging him. Yes, he definitely knows it's definitely baby time. Guess he ha- I mean, I would, for the record, I would leave and go find the baby. Um, but oh, I'm glad you said that because I've been worried this whole time that you're like, no, <laughs> I'd be with Rachel. I, I did. This could partly explain why my ex is my ex. But I did say that when we had children, um, we'd have to kind of plan the, the birth. So it wasn't during the playoffs. <laughs> because if the Devils are in game seven, the Stanley Cup final, she goes into labour. 
I'll see her after the game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not calm her down having that one in uh, the labour suite, would it? No, I was like, we can have a baby every nine months. I was like, the Devils have only won the cup once since I started supporting them. I might not see it again. So I'm not leaving game seven of the Stanley Cup final. And she was like, do you mean if you're at the game or if you're watching it on telly? And I was like, the same. There's no difference. <laughs> if you're at the game, I'm definitely not leaving. And if I'm watching the game, what's half an hour going to matter? The baby will be there when I get there. Yeah, it never made it happen. I've got, I've got at least like you know, until I die of the baby. But this game, yeah, like the, the baby's there. Like <laughs> no one's gonna hang a banner from the ceiling if we're winning the baby. But you win the Stanley Cup championship, you get a banner and a ring. Would Would you come home and there'll be a tiny banner saying like, "It congratulations, it's a boy or girl, whatever." And then next to it, a massive banner, Stanley <laughs> <laughs> like, Cup champions, yes. <laughs> just for you. To be uh, fair, I just give me that when I do have a kid, I might make a little Stanley Cup style banner for the baby and hang it in okay. room. That's what a cute idea. Okay. So this is weird when we discussed this in the previous episode where all the gang have to get together for things. So Ross is getting everyone together to go to the hospital. Like why? Like why do any of them care about this sort of stuff? Like Joey's at the fridge wanting some food, and Ross is like, no, we need to go. It's like, why does Joey need to see be at the birth? Like you can't be around her as she's giving birth. Um, I guess you want your friends to see the baby. But you don't even know how long... Like, if you said to me, like, your girlfriend is in labour, you need to come with me to the hospital. i be like, for how long? Like, is she giving birth this second? Because, like, if I'm going to be there for 24 hours, like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> even an hour, I'd be... Well, yeah, just even going there is no, because there's no point me being there, because I'll just be outside the hospital room with... Yeah, true. People, right? Maybe it's an American thing. Like, because I, I think in my mind, I'd go and then my mum would be there because she's the Yeah, that's fine. She'd just turn up. But then I'd be like, oh, yeah, Mark, uh, she's gone into labor. I've had the baby. I've had a baby to see you in a few days. Yes. And then you'd do like the tour of all the friends and family. Yeah. Be like, look, that baby I spawned. And then they go, oh. And then. But yeah, I don't know why they all needed to, to rush over there with him. Like, you might be like, hey, Monica, come with me. I need some support. But. You, you know, Chandler doesn't need to be there, or Phoebe, or anyone. Well, no, Monica's related to the child, so it makes sense she might be there. Yeah. But Rachel, Chandler, and Joey, like, no. why? Yeah, why would they go? And then I do like the way Rachel, like, it's like I'm putting on lipstick. There's cute doctors there. Uh, this is pretty poignant though, because she's like after cute doctors, and she does meet a cute doctor in the next episode. What we forget is, is Ross is actually a doctor. But he's not a doctor, doctor. It's a doctor of paleontology, but he's a doctor, right? <laughs> he's a doctor so if she's, looking doctor. For, if she's looking for cute doctors, she's already got one, right? Well, he's having a baby, so he's busy. Yeah, I guess so. You yeah. can't take Rachel out on the town if you're looking after a newborn. No, I guess not. Um, so yeah, this is a fun episode again. It is. I feel like I say that a lot. I mean, because most of them are fun, to be fair. They are, they are. Um, I did see a post online that made me quite curious about this, talking about Ross and the baby. And it was discussing... What, at what point did Susan and Carol's affair start? And given how quickly into the series slash post their breakup, Carol finds out she's pregnant, did Carol and Susan deliberately get pregnant, then leave Ross so they could have a baby? Yeah, I saw this. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> because I, would, I, I decided, because I like Carol and Susan, that no, this didn't happen. And I don't want to entertain the idea and get in the bin and just no, because I like Carol and Susan. But when you look at the timing... Because we, we don't know when um, Carol and Ross broke up, do we? No. And we know that they all like met together and whatnot. 
And we don't know if there's an overlap. So we know that Carol and Ross were together. Mm. They had the threesome that Ross wasn't really involved in. And at some point after that, Ross and Carol broke up. And then I always assumed that once they'd broken up, Carol and Susan started their relationship. I never assumed that Carol and Susan had an actual affair. Well, this is the other thing. So in the timeline of things, I think it's like seven to eight months since he found out that she was having a child. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't allow a lot of wiggle room there, does it? No. So I'm I'm sure everything was close. Hmm. Um, But I don't think that Carol and Susan deliberately planned to get Carol pregnant. Well, no, I I don't think you would, right? Like, you can't have a new relationship. Be like, let's have a baby together. Yeah, well, I mean, like within, within like the first two weeks of it. Well, I suppose the implication is that it was a deliberate plan all along. Carol was like, I'm leaving Russ because I love you, Susan. And Susan was like, great, get pregnant first so we can have a baby. Yeah, like, I, I don't think that would happen. I don't think Susan doesn't across as that, that manipulative or horrible because it, it completely flips Carol and Susan as characters on their heads because yeah. they'd go from like, okay, yeah, she was gay, whatever it happens, to they're really vindictive and manipulative and horrible. So I've decided that that idea is a terrible idea and never happened. No. If we ever get the writers on the show, we can ask. Okay, we, we need to start writing these down. We've got a lot of questions for them. Um, I mean, well, technically, they'll be on you know Apple Podcasts, and the questions will be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you, you, so we've got to listen through probably about 30 hours of podcasts, at, at least at this point. We'll just ask the writers to, and then they can answer the questions. <laughs> I, I think they should. They definitely should yeah. listen to Listen to every episode and write down the questions <laughs> we have. We expect you to bring answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not doing any we're, extra we're, work. We're, yeah, we're going to be like Monica. We're going to be marking these. Yep. Make sure your answers are good. Well, no, it's an interesting thought. I spent, you know, about a half hour thinking about it because I was really, really intrigued. But I decided, no, Carol and Susan did not do this. How long does it take you to get through an episode? You had like a 20 minute thought earlier. Another 30 minute thought. It, again, tangents in it. Like, it's not just verbally. My mind is them doing <laughs> uh, But yeah, we, we had like, I guess we made this episode darker thinking about it more with um, Ethan and Monica. Yeah, well, there's a quote from Grant Morrison, who's a comic book writer. I don't particularly like his stuff, to be honest, but some of his Green Atlas was pretty good. Um, but he said that the problem is, like, when you give children a story, they accept every facet of the story and don't ask questions. I think that's me. But adults want to know stupid stuff, like who pumps the tyres on the Batmobile? And it's like, <laughs> no one pumps up the tyres, you idiot. It's a fictional car. And But that's, that's what adults do. Like, our brains are more complicated, and we, you, know, you think about the nuance. So when you invest in a fictional world, be it Friends or Batman or whatever... You do want to know more. You're like, well, hang on. Why did this happen? And where did this happen? And how much a month does Joey spend on burgers? And, you know, your brain does come up with questions mm. that you want to know because you like the thing you like. No, I think I'm a child in that respect because I, I often, like, will look up things online and go, oh, there's all this hidden, like, subtext. I had no idea. I just enjoyed it because of the, the whiz-bang shooty stuff. And, and and that's me. Like, same with friends. Like, before this, I just enjoy, you know, the humour. Like, ah, laughing. Like, yeah, they... Their, their ages are different and then as we're doing this in detail I'm having to actually you know concentrate Sorry. pay attention and look into it 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 does bring up all this stuff I wouldn't have seen millions of times before well seeing as we skipped our, our preamble at the start of this episode I guess we have a bit of a postamble so if that's how you watch content I'm really curious as to how you found Neon Genesis Evangelion the first time you watched it given oh that- no I had to read a lot of stuff yeah. about, about that right <laughs> mainly well the, the first half of that is oh it's it's animated shooty robot stuff. That's fun. And then the second half is like, I don't understand all this stuff. It's weird. I better go onto like the internet and let the internet people tell me. Fair. And you know, like the same for a lot. Like same with let's say like the Matrix, where 
you know, they go, oh, there's all this like Christianity stuff and hidden symbols and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I just saw computer stuff and fighting. That was fun. That's fun. Uh, to be fair, the, the first Matrix movie is great. I wish they'd not made the rest. Like, <laughs> I feel like the Matrix clearly should have stopped at one film. Yeah. Um, you don't need any more. What, what extra did they add? Just I, faff. I kind of like the, the sequels, but yeah, you can see like the first one could have easily ended perfectly where it was. And you'd be like, cool, that was an amazing experience. I want more of that, even if they didn't make it. Yeah, I suppose. But I just, as as a, as a franchise, I think the later ones ruined it. Whereas if you just made The Matrix and that was it, it would have gone down as just like standalone classic. Yeah. Whereas making more ruined it because they faffed about it, added extra stuff, it got weird. Well, it would be like Friends. If Friends came back, it wouldn't feel the same, would it? No. Weirdly, so, the Neo Genesis rebuilds were weird, but I don't think they ruined the legacy of Ava. So, so Neon Genesis Evangelion is a, a very popular and famous anime. From like the the mid to late nineties. Yeah, if you're of our age, I suppose. Yeah, I know a lot of younger people who like anime who have never heard of it. But it's it's come to Netflix recently, uh, about a year ago. So you should watch it. Mm. Uh, it starts off as like uh, it was aimed at, it was aimed at kids. Well, it's quite adult, I would say. I mm-hmm. would say if if you've got kids who are like under twelve, don't make them watch it. Nope. Even at twelve, it has like adult themes in it. Um, but it was aimed at kids. It was like almost like you know, not monster of the week, but kind of like every episode was like a, a contained thing, but with an overarching story. And then about halfway through, it starts getting very deep mm-hmm. in terms of like character development and and things like that. Um, it's definitely worth watching. But then there are some new films that have taken about ten years to come out. Yeah, it's been, which, it's been a long, long wait. Which originally started as just like remakes as long films, with some budget. And over the course have become their own thing and storyline. Yes, it's, so, I mean, the whole project's changed, essentially. Yeah. Um, but when you say, like, you just kind of watch things on a, on a kind of overt text level and don't look at the subtext, I was like, how the hell did you, like, what? I mean, not that I particularly understand a lot of the stuff that happens in Ava, um, but I was just like, oh, my God, what was it like watching that for the first time? Yeah, no. Nah. If you're just like, why have we gone weird? And why is the, why is the animation changed? And why are we in Shinji's head? And like, what's going on? And just... No, a lot, a lot of TV for me is like, oh, I found that interesting. I want to know more, and then I'll read a wiki or whatever. And I'm like, there was so much stuff I did not understand because I wasn't paying attention for it or looking out for it. I was just enjoying the story or whatever was going on. Fair. Um, but no, so we've we've had like a, an interesting deep episode there. Yeah, it got very weird at times, but only because the episode pushed us that way. Uh, this is probably our longest episode yet. Uh, somehow they keep getting longer. I thought it was, was good at an hour. So I hope hope everyone's enjoying our longer podcasts. What I seem to have noticed is the episodes that I think are going to be the short, quick ones aren't. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. I'm like, I thought this one won't be that long. There's not a huge amount to talk about in this. And then we've only really gone up on like one or two little tangents. And yeah. um, for the most part, it's all been, you know, on point and it's been a really long episode. So again, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, longer episode. You know, give us your feedback. Let us know. You can... Uh, write to us at uh, watchingfriends.com there's a little contact form there let us know what you think of this episode and you can also leave us a review on iTunes and Google Podcasts or whatever they call themselves now uh, reviews really do help us to reach more people because when you leave a review they bump it up the list so please do leave a review tell your friends about us uh, you can find us also on social media at watchfriendspod on Twitter and Facebook where Ryan posts memes and other friends facts and trivia and I think there's a there's going to be a picture of us from our winning friends quiz, which we mentioned in the previous episode. So you can try and guess uh, who we are. Which one's which? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know there is a uh, there's a prize for that. 
Uh, what, what's, what's the Marvel thing they used to do? The uh, the Marvel Marvel no prize. No prize. Yeah, there's a no prize. So you win a prize, which is no prize at all. Yes. For guessing who we are. Um, we'll just post that an empty envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you get. You get an empty watching friends envelope. Uh, you can also find me at fuzzballs.co where I do lots of cute drawings of uh, tigers and cats and bunnies. Uh, little comic strips as they go on little fun adventures. I look for food and video games and friendship and just general geeky stuff. You can. You can find me at gamehype.co.uk. Game reviews, nerdy. Basically, if it's nerdy, we talk about it. Yeah. Um, there should be some stuff about the new Warhammer Plus series that's launched. I'm sure that's interesting to all our friends out there. There, there could be a, like a Venn diagram of people uh, who like Warhammer and friends. Because I, I do wonder sometimes, like, we do go off on nerd tangents and video games and stuff, and I wonder how much of a crossover between, like, friends fans and what we discuss there is. And I, I'm, I'm sometimes concerned, like, I'm like... Oh, do people understand what we're talking about and do they enjoy it or are we are we going too far into different podcast territory i think for the most part our episodes are, there's like a bit like a small pop culture reference and it, it's probably the, the stuff we talk about is wide enough known for it to at least be understood if not understood in great depth okay that's fine the end of this one where we started talking about a <laughs> 25 year old anime series and warhammer probably not no <laughs> well you know if you if you're looking more forward to uh more tangents like that Yep. Uh, we're going to be back next week. We're here every Friday. You can find us on all those fancy podcast things I've just mentioned. Uh, you've already found us somewhere, right? So make sure you subscribe to us because that really helps. Yep. We, then you know when we're talking about more random yep. tangents. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back next Friday. Can't wait for it. See you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>